Welcome to King of the Kaiju, episode six. Uh, we've somehow made it this far. Congratulations that's, to all of us. That's a whole half year. It is. I, I actually hadn't even thought about it like that, so that's nice. Happy half birthday to us. What have you got me? I've got you an hour and a half to two hours in front of a computer. Yay! Like oh, I've got... I just realized I've got your Christmas present sat under this desk because I didn't give it to you. <laughs> That's fine. There'll be another Christmas. Well, I could post it. Ah, uh, that's no fun. Am I going to see you before Christmas? Uh, uh, there are no plans yet. Okay. Never say never. Okay. There's a Pokemon Community Day coming up. Maybe we can wrangle something together for that. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the not Pokemon related show, even though we talked about it last episode. Show. It's almost like uh, it's a thing that we enjoy, uh huh, and that dominates yep. our lives and is soon to dominate our sleep as well. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, we were going to start a Pokemon podcast, but we realised that there's no money in that, so we started a Kaiju one instead. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the money is. Yep. Um. So yeah, we are back as promised with episode in episode five. Uh, we have watched, uh, and we hope you have too. Oh well, obviously, I, w- I I wouldn't believe that anyone would listen to this and not follow along with us. Mm. Um, Actually, legit but, uh, this time, I hope you did. Yeah, um, uh, maybe jumping the gun a little bit, but at the same time, <laughs> I feel like this might be the best quote-unquote film we've seen so far um i have thoughts it's but... not it's <laughs> yeah it's it's a bit more complicated than that but finish your intro yeah uh <laughs> yes 1996 yeah 1996's finest tokusatsu movie rebirth of mothra otherwise known as mothra apparently in japan mm. they did not have a fancy title um well, not that Rebirth of Mothra is particularly fancy, but uh, we've had a we had a Mothra before, I believe, unless it was called something weird. But we haven't covered that film yet, so I don't know. I'm legally not allowed to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we watched this. Uh, we we mentioned actually at the end of the last episode that we might uh, record this whilst uh, doing charity related shenanigans. Uh, that didn't pan out, but we did watch it in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we watched most of it. What do you mean, watched most of it? I, I mean, we, we, us two did. Yeah, but P- we, we watched all off. of it. Yeah, there, there was there was a there was a third member of the audience that had to go to bed, mm-hmm. but but we we enjoyed it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this uh, would be Mofra's second, technically standalone film um, after. The OG Mofra, this this being the rebirth, even though it is called Rebirth, and it kind of makes it sound like some kind of continuation rather than a reboot that is addressed in the title of the film, but it's not. It's just it's completely standalone. Even though even the uh, the topic of the film might make you think otherwise, considering who shows up. But um, nonetheless, it's uh, it's our first. Um, Wait, now I'm thinking about it. Is this our first time watching a film with adult Mofra in it? We've seen Mofra as a grub before. I don't I don't think so. I think we've seen adult Mofra before. Um hmm. hang on, let me look what 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 uh, go through the films that we've seen so far. 
I it's all right. I'm 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 ahead of you. I'm looking in the monster ranking. The only Mofra in here is from Kidora, the three-headed monster, and Mofra was a grub in that one. Huh. Interesting. So yeah, we. I mean, we, we obviously we've seen stuff like the the newer American Mofra. Uh, yeah, the newer American Mofra in in that one Godzilla film. So it's not like we haven't seen uh, Mofra in a while, but but this is our first time ranking one that looks like a moth rather than you know a very fetching looking caterpillar grub yep um one you say uh yeah just one <laughs> <laughs> um so as as we did with the last episode we're going to kick this one off with our uh, kaiju related show and tell mm-hmm. uh, we'll come up with a fun name for this at some point but whatever uh, too busy uh, let us know in the comments yeah, give us a give us a fun name, and Colons will make a jingle for it. Famously, Absolutely. yep, <laughs> famous jingle producer Colons. Um, so my my uh, show and tell for today is um, off of the back of Godzilla's sixty fifth birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, this is why you sent me this. <laughs> yes, this is why I sent you that. So, yeah, Godzilla the OG film came out in Japan uh, in a in a nationwide release November 3rd, 1954. Uh and as part of the 65th birthday celebration, um Godzilla got a music video. <laughs> you could call it that. It's it's a it's a video with music in it. That's um, that's true of a lot of videos that I wouldn't call a music video. This is fair. Um, so as much as I'm going to describe this now, I do highly recommend you find the show notes on thegloryablog.com and have a look at this video. Um, it's a bit of a hard one to search for, actually. It took me a while to find it. But um, interestingly, even though it's Godzilla's birthday, they, they being Toho, continue to push uh, Chibi Godzilla as a character. This was um, an existing thing? Yes. Uh, so Chibi Godzilla... There's there's a few like uh f- like promotional bits and bobs that Godzilla shows up in like the the one that I kind of know it from was a um don't be a jerk inside a cinema one which had like Godzilla and Mothra and Rodan and King Ghidorah watching a film precious um but I feel like they are trying to do a bit of a, a Sanrio move with it like oh it, that's it, the, absolutely the vibe I'm getting yeah 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 it's it's super reminiscent of that. Um, so for Godzilla's 65th birthday, um, Chibi Godzilla, um, I don't know if that's the actual canonical name or if it's like Chibi Goji or something like that. It seems to be Chibi Godzilla. Sure. Um, so we have a music video starring Chibi Godzilla and a comedian by the name of Yoshio Kojima, um, who I am somewhat familiar with. Uh, and his whole shtick is he's a children's entertainer come comedian who uh, his entire gimmick is being in swimming trunks like tighty whitey speedos and wearing a hat and the hat can change and the speedos can change but it's always a hat and speedos Uh, later on in this this video a bunch of children appear on the stage next to him they sure do um, yeah, so the majority of this music video is is someone in a in a chibi Godzilla costume and this comedian in Godzilla themed swimming trunks that are bright yellow with green Godzillas on them and a furry Godzilla hat and some Godzilla paws. 
doing a dance and then a bunch of kids come in and it gets very very weird very quickly it doesn't Um, it doesn't really get that much weirder after that though no it's you you know it's it's very very japan (laughs) one way or another um i'm familiar with this guy because we caught uh, wait which guy chibi godzilla or uh the comedian okay um it wasn't on my last trip to japan it was the trip before that um and i was recording a video for uh my youtube channel i as you're aware of but people are listening to this might not be uh i i recorded a few videos of uh my time in japan mm-hmm. and and edited them together in, yep it's like a big mishmash of uh some really shaky gopro footage uh, and in the last one of these uh i was recording uh one of this guy's performances that was on tv at the time and i didn't know who it was but when you start seeing a dude an adult dude dressed in speedos and in this instance there was another guy in speedos with him um, i'm glad they found each other. other yeah so uh, you know like minds flock together or something <laughs> um so yeah, that that clip ended up in that video, which is why I'm somewhat familiar with it. But this was off the back of the uh, morning children's block, I believe, of of cartoons and and whatever else that we just happened to catch on TV. Um, so he's not a completely unknown person, from what I can tell, but uh, weird nonetheless. You should um, you should go look at the show notes and watch the video. It's yes, it's three minutes eighteen. I wouldn't say worth watching, but you probably should. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I've I, I did a little bit of digging. Um, the first instance of Toho's line of uh, Chibi Godzilla media was mm-hmm. in uh, October twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Oh, uh, they put out a children's book called Ganbare Chibi Godzilla. Interesting. Uh, which includes Chibi Godzilla, Chibi King Ghidorah, and Chibi Rodan. Interesting. That's way more recent than I was expecting. I I'm trusting Wikizilla here. Yeah, no, I believe it. It's because uh, the the cinema related thing that I saw was a tie in with the American Godzilla film, so mm. that works out. It, it that lines up. Um, uh, one other book. Ca- one other book has come out in May twenty first of this year, uh, mm. called Nakayoshi Chibi Godzilla or Close Friends Chibi Godzilla. Which uh, has Godzilla, Mothra, Anguirus, King Ghidorah, and Rodan. Heck yeah! I I had a feeling it was Anguirus because there's a little picture of what is probably that book on this YouTube video that's advertising something. The, for me the and... like weird flappy orange. The weird no wait the weird flappy orange oh, thing in the bottom right Rodan. is Rodan. Uh, yeah, Anguirus is the blue one. The little hippo thing in the bottom left. Yeah. Uh, you can't really see its spiky back. Uh, you can well. in. Hold on, I'm gonna send you the cover art, and you're you're gonna put it in the show notes. Yeah, I am. Uh, here's here's the Wikizilla article for you. Terrific. This is. Do I need to buy these books? If I didn't already have a Christmas present for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this looks. <laughs> Maybe we'll do some research. We might do a. We might. We might come back to these in a future episode. Here's hoping. I love the Mothra drawing. <laughs> Mothra is good, and it is. It is Moth Mothra as well. Not not Grub. Not Grub. Although Grub might appear in the first one. Who knows? Could be. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it evolves between books. Anyway, that's enough of that. Coans, what what are you bringing? Um, nothing particularly significant. Um, uh. 
I I've I've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild again. Um, Weird. In uh, in master mode. Um, partly because I've just been thinking about Breath of the Wild two and what that's going to be, and partly because just looking at my Switch library and going, I play Breath of the Wild like a lot, but only for about three weeks. Mm. Uh, and that game's cool, and I liked it, and I'd like to like it again. Um, and one th- one weird thing about it is that, like, the little in master mode, the little uh, the little enemies are a nightmare. Like, if there's more than one Bacoblin, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that really scared me in my original playthrough, in particular, stone taluses. Are super right. easy to kill. They're really I, easy to kill. I feel like this is a bug report that needs to be sent to Nintendo because they are big lads and they should not be easy to kill. I don't know. Here's the thing: like kaiju are adorable. That's why we're doing this. Uh-huh. And stone taluses are basically the closest thing to kaiju that exists in maybe the whole Zelda universe. I guess you could argue that the divine beasts are kaiju as well. Yeah, I I would say they are. Maybe even Ganon. Ganon's pretty big. Uh, Ganon has a kaiju form. I suppose, like, OOT Ganon is big enough to maybe be considered a kaiju. He's not, like, building-destroying big, though. Um, and, and Calamity Ganon's mostly just a ghost. <laughs> I wonder if we have any kaiju films where the kaiju is a ghost. Oh, jeez, I hope so. I cannot think of any off the top of my head, but it w- I wouldn't be that surprised, honestly. We should we should rummage through the spreadsheet and see if we can find any that have ghosts. Yeah, um, the spreadsheet is pretty big, unfortunately, so it might be a while, but we'll look into it. Listeners, let us know if you know of any kaiju movies where the kaiju is a ghost. <laughs> uh, I look forward to it. Um, we'll get back to that, actually. Why have you just has Ghostbusters come up in your head? No, I've I, I I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and remember to to circle back to that. Sure. Um. I, in fact, I'm gonna put at the end of the notes, circle back to ghosts. Fair enough. I I would argue that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is a is a ghost kaiju. Uh, hmm. Hmm. It's ghost and marshmallow type. Marshmallow type isn't a thing. What type is the pudding one? Uh, probably fairy, and I think there are two of them that are fairy. Okay, that are technically pudding ones. Okay. Uh, anyway, what 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 did we learn about this film? Yeah. So, uh, moving on into fun facts, we don't have that many this time. Um, mostly, I guess, because this film came out in 1996 and not like 1960, whatever, and <laughs> has all sorts of weird fun knowledge. Like this film. We'll get onto it, but th- this film is very, even though it's ninety six, it is very modern in execution compared to a lot of these other older, older black and white films. Oh, certainly. Um, so, first one. Uh, this was the final kaiju film produced under the supervision of Tomoyuki Tanaka, who did the original Mothra as well. Uh, unfortunately, he died of a stroke months after this came out. So, uh, I do believe um, it was worded in such a way where they 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 said this is the final kaiju film. So, I wonder if he didn't have credits in another film as after this that was not kaiju related but um nonetheless uh rebirth of mothra was the last film that he worked on interestingly though the sequel to this rebirth of mothra 2 
surprisingly, um, came out the following year in very Toho churning out sequels fashion, which is surprising to me given how complex this film is in comparison to a lot of those older films. Um, but I guess we'll we'll get to see just what the uh, the state of that uh, sequel looks like when we get to it. Mm. Um, second up, the Japanese VHS and Laserdisc title of this film, which has a par- it has a different name. <laughs> well, apparently, I love uh, uh, all you need is kill. <laughs> yep. Um, the title of the film on those instances is Mofra, the Queen of the Monsters, or the Queen of Monsters. Sorry, there's no there in there. Huh. Uh, which I'm into, and yeah, still a bit weird. Like I, I guess they probably named it that because naming having to deal with two films that are just called Mofra is confusing and weird. Yeah, but... who would ever do that? Uh, yep. I've got a need for um, speed. Uh, never heard of it. Um. Yeah. So if you if you if you've come across a copy of Mofra, the Queen of Monsters, on Laserdisc, this then... film. You'll know. <laughs> that's 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 given who shows up later. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a crazy title. It it, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and our last fun fact: only three of them this time. Um, in the uh, Goto home, and the Gotos are the the family that we kind of follow in this film. And you'll you'll hear a bit more about them in a minute. But uh, in their family home, there is a photograph of Ishiro Honda. Uh, kind of hidden away, who is the creator of Godzilla, hmm. director of God- OG Godzilla. Um, I assume, actually, I should look this up. I wonder if he had passed at this point. Uh, yes, he had died three years ago hmm. at this point, so that makes a bit more sense. This might. I wonder if this was the first film post his death. Hmm. I doubt that because they churn these out super, super often, but. I guess it could be like the first one with like some recording ahead of them that was done after his death or something like that. Um, you were you were talking about um, uh, the lineage of this film mm-hmm. um, and what's canon and what's not and which films are in the same series. Uh, yep. Apparently, according to IMDb, this is a direct spin-off of Godzilla and Mon- uh, Godzilla and Mothra: The Battle for Earth. Uh, interesting not sure if that's legit or not yeah i i guess so pretty much everything that i've seen has referred to this as a complete reboot mm. rather than any kind of spin-off i guess we'll just have to watch that film at some point and, and figure it out for ourselves Is it on because... the list oh absolutely okay <laughs> um it's one of those um the, it, to me, it seems like that might be open to interpretation because of one of the characters of this film, okay, um, and and her age. But uh, I guess we'll find out. Like, as far as I'm aware, though, it's not meant to have like I don't think it's meant to nod at any existing movies because even like Godzilla's not in this film either. There's no mention of Godzilla. It's just a Mothra film. Yeah, they don't even. Yeah, the lack of even a mention seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially considering the uh, the big bad, but yes. Well, anyway, yeah. we'll move on. Um, so yeah, that's that's the fun facts. Mm-hmm. That's our show and tell. Uh, now, time to get on to the movie itself. 
so it <laughs> it's interesting like i've i've got this 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 first note i wrote is very very dramatic opening music and sequence and most of that is because of the music mm-hmm. but it turns out that the music in this film just turns out to be like turns out turns out turns out uh is just it has a vibe to it that this that this opening sets pretty effectively uh, but we get like a little, a little semi-opening music video kind of type thing of Mothra just like bathing in sparkles. Yep, just being fabulous, mm. just allowing the the camera to work its magic. Yep, uh, and then and then we get a little montage of trucks destroying a forest, uh, and you know they're <laughs> evil because one of the truck we see a close up of a truck track just driving over a nest with eggs in it. This it's such a weird thing as well because at the, at the very beginning of that film you're like okay this has obviously got a bit of a environmental message and Moffat is all uh, you know pro not being a dick to the earth and all mm-hmm. but it kind of isn't important like it is kind of like it's not completely forgotten about but this big like humans were the bad guys all along plot that they seem to be setting up at the beginning is kind of actually not addressed at all this film has clumsy messaging and i think we'll i think this will be a theme of our of our discussion (laughs) yeah um so uh we've got this 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 big company trashing this forest for did they ever establish what the development is what they're doing is it a mine I I'm not entirely sure they uh, elaborated, but they're just there. There's obviously like some kind of um, it's it's more than just logging. There's there's like oh yeah, no, the logging is inconsequential. They are doing it to to, to prepare the land for a purpose. Yeah, yeah, because they they have like bigger machinery there, and obviously in, in the scene coming up, it's it's more of a open area. Maybe they were blasting it kind of situation. Yep. Um, so they encounter some, like, weird runic, I've, I've written runic stone, uh, they've, there's just a big old rock with some ancient writing on it that they don't know how to read. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the workers are con- confused about this. Yeah, they, they don't seem too eager to disturb it for obvious reasons like they they go into archaeological mode for a bit until uh the the dad of the uh the family that we get to follow basically rocks up to the ruins the 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 ruins rather um with a screwdriver (laughs) um and pries off a like it's it's hard to tell what it is when it's in the ground. It, it kind of ends up being some kind of like amulet or medallion of some. I kind. mean, it's there is very specifically a thing that it is, but yeah. Um... <laughs> but it, it's it's just like a little. It's like a It's like a Mickey Mouse head upside down. Yeah, and, and like made of gold and very fancy. Yeah, maybe a bit Celtic looking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this thing is just like in the ground and stuck on the surface of this rock. Yeah, so he just pries it you know, off with a like, screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he he says like, "Oh, I'll, it'll make a great gift for my daughter" or something just like that. It's a wild thing to say as the manager of a site that's tearing up land, and you find something that could be a relic of some ancient civilization, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, yeah. I'll make it." 
I'll just put that in my pocket and whatever. Mm-hmm. And and as he pries it off, there's like an ominous glow that comes out from the hole that it's covering up. And he's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's it's like it's like death flag caliber chain reaction, and he's just kind of like, ah, fuck it, whatever, it's mine now. <laughs> Which I guess fair enough. It's not until a lot later that any kind of consequences start happening because of it. Oh, but... I mean, the consequences start happening immediately because they cut during this sequence to uh, the twins being nervous about right. it. Yes, actually, they do address uh, what what has just happened. Yeah, so yeah. The, it, 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 it has freed the spirit of someone who I just kept thinking of as the goth baddie from Ultraman Rube. Yeah, uh, I think her name was Belvera. That sounds right. Oh, actually, yeah, no, because I wrote Belvis um, in in a later <laughs> thing. Belvis, oh gosh, which is an even more obscure pull. Belvis is the bad guy from a uh, a video game called um, the Jugal Brothers. Excuse me. The Jugal Brothers, made by Sylvie and someone else. Uh Okay. It's it's a pull, is my point. But this person's <laughs> name is Belvis. I I'm 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 surprised that you could make a a, a weirder, deeper pull than the goth girl from Ultraman Room. But... <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, it is Belvera confirmed. Okay. Okay. Uh, so she's free now, and the twins are uh, upset about this. You should uh, elaborate actually that these twins and Belvera—they're oh. all. They're all sisters. They are all of the race known as the Elias, and they are basically just small fairy people. Yes, they're, like, they're, they're the same size as the twins we've seen in previous films. Yeah, uh, the the twins, for the record, are like the guardians? Question mark of Mothra. Yeah, it's it's it seems like a bit of a like symbiotic thing, and that the Mothra, the well, the the race known as the Mothra, would protect the Elias on earth before humans showed up yes and and this is kind of the remains of both of those civilizations yep. stick together yep 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 minus belvera who's been in a tomb that just got screwdrivered mm. um they then cut to the 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 family at home who we later learn are the same family that the boss of this mining site is uh is from and we get a bit of fam- yeah. we get a bit of family dynamic. Uh, the kids are fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, the younger sister is the younger sister, uh, and there's like some sneeriness. There's some like, no, oh, it's my toy. Why can't I play? You know, just family stuff. But the mum is like juggling a bunch of different stuff at once. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a phone call while the kids are fighting. Um, with the with the parent the father. with the dad because he's got to stay late I think yeah um, she she basically just gives him a big earful over the phone because she's dealing with the hell household yes yes um, I think that's the just the setup for like we yeah, get family more... set up and then we go back to dad going home I think at this point. Yeah, that's just kind of a intro to hey, this is this is the family they're related, and then eventually dad shows up home, and and after doing a you know having a little bit of conversation with with his wife, after he like gets uh, home, immediately grabs an acai out of the fridge, 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's a Sahi product placement in this film, which is wild considering it's a kids' yeah. film. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a scene in particular that's coming up that really drives home the Asahi-ness of this film. Oh but... god, yeah, that bit. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, but yes, Dad rocks up with a drink. He sits on very. He has this beer in his hand. He sits on his daughter's bed while she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, just full on, just taking up half of the bed. Probably sat on her legs drinking this beer and places this like rune that he pried off of the floor he's 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 he's, he's put it on he's put it he, a he knows it's cursed because of the glowing that happened um yep. and b he's put it on a chain to make it into a yep. necklace which he puts on his sleeping daughter yeah while drinking a beer Just in bed pops it around her neck which like i have so many even, problems with this <laughs> even if you're going to set aside the very cursedness of this necklace like Putting a chain around your daughter's neck while she sleeps is a not a great no, idea. No, that does seem and, like a choking hazard. Yeah, a little bit. A, a cursed cho- choking hazard in this case. Yes. Um, um, but whatever, he has beer. It, it, it does seem super forced. Like, I don't... The dad isn't supposed to be a good person, at least at this point. Like, I think they try to redeem him, although I don't know that they did have any character development. But, like, he... Even given what we know about him being an arsehole, like looting ar- archaeological finds, mm-hmm. I-, I don't understand why he would do this. My, like, if you're uh, even if if you are going to do it, you I feel like you would want to do it while she's awake. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> I I mean I think part of that is that he's definitely not in the house when she's awake. Oh right. Okay. That actually because makes some sense. Um so if he wanted to give it to her, this is like the time to do it. Otherwise the wife would have to give it to her when yep. when they awake up. Yep. But um yeah, part of me thinks it might just be because he had an Asai in his hand and they didn't want um the dad to look like a massive dickhead whilst drinking their beer, but <laughs> maybe that's a bit circle of me. Um uh, so we get to the next morning. Yep. And this is where the film starts showing the era it's from. So one of the films that it has the big energy of, especially in this scene, is Matilda, the 1996 film. Oh, really? I didn't realize same it was like year. the same year. Uh, it also has pretty big uh, Small Soldiers energy, although Small Soldiers is 1998. The, the, the one that I think I kept going back to the most, though, is Jumanji. Yeah. Which is 1995. Uh, I I would say 1984's The Never Ending Story. Oh, is... okay, that's that's a fair pull, but that's that's like a full decade before. Yeah. Yes. It's just. Yeah. There are parts of this film that seem to take some nods. Yeah. No. This it, it is very much of its time, but basically, the daughter now has telekinetic powers and is tormenting uh, the son. Uh, in yeah. The morning. Like with with the telekinetic powers, um, like we we we've got a scene of a bunch of stuff just flying around the room, and uh, the the son runs away and is later like bullied by his friends for being beaten up by his sister, which is cool. Yeah. Um. But he's like actively hiding under a set of stairs. Yes. And and like looking over his shoulder to try and avoid her. But the other um the other thing we get in this scene 
is they pan up to like above the door after the brothers run away and we get our first appearance of of Bel 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 Belvita. Yep, Belvita. Like Belvita, but with Belve. I mean, Belvita. I'm pretty sure is its own food product. <laughs> but yes, go on. Uh, riding a a a little like dragon. Th- like she's what? How how tall would you say she is? Maybe like five inches, four inches. Uh, probably not even that because there is a scene where she is stood on top of a beer can, an Asahi beer can. They're not entirely consistent with the scale. They're not. Um, but at least in that shot, she's a couple of inches at best. Yes. Um. So she's either way, she's she's sat astride a like dragon monster thing that is flying. Yeah. Uh. And. Uh, is talking to what does does she talk to the what's her relationship with the daughter like before before the fight that we're she, about to get to? She doesn't really, even though she is controlling the daughter, she doesn't acknowledge her. She doesn't talk to her or right. command her. She yeah, just she's just mind controlling. The daughter is just moving. Uh, yeah. By now, she has the the seal, right? Uh, the I want to say the daughter is still. Oh no, she does. She takes it off of the daughter pretty early on because yeah. we there's there's kind of like an acknowledgement that she's still not back to herself yep. without even with the uh, the seal gone. Yep. This is where um, Fairy Mofra makes an appearance. Oh right, yeah. So the twins are, are riding um, a a little a little butterfly, a little Mothra that we later learn is named Fairy. Uh, yep. Both of them are riding are riding this thing, uh, and they are here to reclaim the seal. Yeah, it's uh they they're back because obviously they want to deal with Belvira. They already know what the what the removal of the seal means, so there's a big standoff uh, as to, you know, trying to get the seal off of each other and this basically devolves into a Star Wars scene where we have a tie fighter and an X-wing except it's a dragon and a Mothra. Yeah, this this um, scene is really long. It is a bit too long. <laughs> but it has development, by which I mean the house gets more and more trashed throughout. Yeah, it's not it's not like a badly executed scene no. besides its length. It's 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 it's, also, it's some like I would even say it's it's quite impressive. Yeah, no, it's too. it's it's good slapstick, it's good compositing, it's for the most part. Um it's yep. <laughs> certainly well choreographed. There's like there's good they introduce props uh like a few minutes before them getting completely trashed like they introduce the piano in a quick fly through and then the piano oh. is trashed by the end of the scene and they introduce the chandelier that later becomes like a standoff point and yep. like it it's it is a it is a competent action scene it's yeah, just maybe a bit it's... long it 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 does last too long, but at the end of the day, like seeing this like evil looking dragon with a goth lady riding on it, followed yes. by a moth with two women on it, it, and they're having a big laser fight in flying around some random Japanese person's yes. house. It's pretty. It cool. is pretty cool. It's it certainly has a lot of novelty. Like I, it, it reminded me very much of I used to. I used to play, uh, and I and I've I've tried to find it since, but I don't even know what it's called. 
um there was this this game this like japanese uh remote controlled helicopter game where you just play this disembodied remote controlled helicopter that flies around a house trying to collect all of the coins in the house and and that that got me uh, a lot of affection for i guess for some people it would be level lord levels it got me a lot of a lot of affection for uh being a small character flying around in a place um mm-hmm. and this scene gave me gave me that in 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 spades just these yeah. this, this this tiny this tiny dogfight with massive explosions but it's actually really small and happening in someone's living room yeah and i would say as well it's as much as um i i think it's worth saying like just how experimental they were with this as well because whilst they had the usual well not usual but like whilst they had like more traditional special special effects where the the fairy mothra shot a laser and then like a picture fell off of a wall or something yeah but there was also like instances of green screening there were instances of actual cg as well that looked like dog shit but at least they tried and they were like short um the yeah like it, it wasn't anything too crazy, but you could see that they were trying stuff that you hadn't seen before in a in a in a Godzilla film, or at least that I hadn't seen before in a Godzilla film. I mean, we have just jumped like thirty years. Yes, um, and and maybe some of the ones before that had uh, had experimented with this kind of stuff as well. But you know, seeing like an actual CG fairy Mothra flying through the air for a little bit is. Heck, it's interesting. There are some bits where they have pretty remarkable transitions between, like, there's a there's the bit where there's like at the end when Fairy is knocked down for the count. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a bit where CG Fairy is lying on the ground and they like do a weird morph into the prop that will become Fairy for the next, like, like ten fifteen minutes. I think it's longer than that. <laughs> before fairy is revived yeah yeah it's yeah you're you're right it's it kind of like when fairy fairy gets shot by uh gary 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 by the way is the name of the dragon well it's that, it, that Belvera i mean well i suppose Belver- as, as far, well actually we can't really get into that yet uh we le- we learn more about gary gary eventually but the only name we've got yes. is gary gary yep um but yeah, so Gargar shoots. They they have this big kind of too long dogfight, and Gargar eventually shoots Fairy Mothra, who CGs to the floor and and is kind of out uh, out of commission for a bit. Mm. Um, which is when Gargar and Belvera kind escape. of manage to yeah they escape with the uh, with the seal. What are we calling it? The seal. The seal. It's a seal. Uh, we might start calling it something else later, but for now, it's the seal. Yeah. Um there's a there's a great moment where uh, they escape there's a there's a really good slapstick sequence where the entire family is being dragged around the house uh behind this um this this bug this bug catching net that the kid grabbed to try and catch Gary Gary and Belvis. Um and they're just like being dragged down the hallways around corners like Someone holding onto the bug net, someone holding onto their feet, and it's very funny. Yeah, I mean, there's like a pretty decent looking shot of the kid like flying through the air, like yep. feet can't touch the ground, holding this bug net with with Gary Gary inside it, like, and they eventually escape, which is shown to us as the bug net flying off. Yes, it just smashes through a window. <laughs> yep. 
you see the bug net like in a tree later yes, on. Yes, to establish that they did actually escape from the bug net. Yeah. Um, but now she's gone. Um, the <laughs> while while all this has been happening, it's worth noting the mum was tied up behind the sofa. <laughs> yes, she was like fully. Like rope tie, rope tying her hands behind her back. I think she had rope in her mouth for a bit. She certainly was. I think she was gagged. Yeah, she was. So yeah. the sequence was um, bef- before this fight started. Uh, the boy got home and snuck around the back to see what was going on. Um, and what he saw was the daughter sat on the sofa. I think eating popcorn. Uh, she had like twenty bags of various. Yeah. Crisps. Watching the news, which was telling yeah. us about the um, the seal that was found. Yep. Which yeah, people know about that, by the way. And this guy yeah, which is out. really really weird. Um, and he can see from where he's at the mum stuck behind the sofa, and she's like doing panicked faces at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Belvis and Garu Garu are. By the way. Belvis is really mean to Garagaru, and I don't like it. Yeah. She, she like... Kicks him when she's happy, mm-hmm. kicks him when she's sad. Yeah, this this dragon gets a lot of... Uh, gets, gets a bit of a beating just by being underneath yeah. her. Um, and it is clear at this point that... Although I'm not sure why she's eating a bunch of snacks for this re- Like, does, does Belvis get... Um, in like secondhand enjoyment from the mind controlled daughter eating a bunch of snacks is that what it is is it like oh i get to I, eat I, snacks and it's your body that i'm fucking up not mine i that would be my assumption but it is completely not addressed yeah. like there there is like no conversation between belvira and and the daughter so any any kind of benefit to the daughter just staying home from school and stuffing her face full of trash food is kind of not is lost on us like they don't they just don't address it other than they get to watch the news and i i think that uh belvira would probably struggle to operate the remote this is fair why don't you could jump on the button it's fine (laughs) um either way fight's over uh they've escaped with the seal and so now they can free their mum and like explain what's going on. Uh, the twins, that is. So the twins are like, yeah. oh, fairies hurt. That's bad. Um, we need to go to where she's going to. We need to go to the seal to intercept the thing that she's about to do. Because what she's about to do is revive Death Ghidorah, who is a space monster who wiped out all life on Mars a long time ago. And killed the dino. After that, came to Earth and killed the dinosaurs. I mean, if you've like read anything about the dinosaurs, then you would know that it was killed. They were killed by Death. Yes, that's just you know that's just history. (laughs) Um, So they've got a plan. Yeah. So this this is which is fly to. Oh, are you going to talk about the backstory here then? Uh, not so much the backstory. I just it's it's interesting that this film is ostensibly a reboot, but we we get the uh, Ghidorah name like pretty soon. Yeah, I was not expecting Ghidorah to show up. Um, and and for the record, even though it's called Death Ghidorah, it definitely is not King Ghidorah. No, it isn't. It's not. It is. There are anatomical differences that we will get to. Yes. Um. 
So the, uh, the the twins do actually have a bit of a back and forth while still in the house about, uh, I believe one of them says, we need to call Mofra, And the other one's like, no, she's too old. Leave, leave her alone. Yeah, there, there is. There, there's the, the twins are not like a hive mind. Like it often seems like they are. Um, yeah, in in past films, they certainly seem like they it were. It seems like there is a a, a a a there's a dynamic that we repeatedly get between the two of them, which is um, the one who sits on the front of of fairy uh, suggests an idea, and the one who sits on the back goes, oh, "Really?" And that's kind uh-huh. of their whole shtick. That's kind of their whole personality. Uh, the the one other instance is the one at the back screaming. Yes, that too. It it seems like I the, the the trope seems to be like the one at the back is the younger one, but that they are twins. They are meant to be twins, yeah. Um Incidentally, they are not twins. Oh, the people the who actors. play them. Are they are they sisters at yeah. least? Nope. They are completely oh. unrelated. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. It's uh yeah, it's no longer played by the two actual twins who were who were the Mothra fairies in the previous films that we've seen gotcha. them in. That I guess makes them behaving differently make more sense. Yeah, I mean, and again, it was a reboot, so maybe the fairies in this world are not as hive mind, mm. but it's hard to tell. Uh, so we we have to quickly establish here that this is before the uh, the 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 dad the hmm, the family live in Tokyo, but the the site that the dad is working at and that they found a seal at is uh, on Hokkaido. And uh, this is, well, I mean, the the Hokkaido Shinkansen only opened what February last year. Yeah. Uh, so they have to fly to commute there, or just to get there generally. Yeah, I think this is like a big part of why there's so much familial stress going on because it's not like the dad is coming home late. I mean, he is, but it's like there are days when he's not around by the, by the yeah flying back and forth to Hokkaido every day would be absurd mm-hmm. from Tokyo yeah um but anyway they've got their plan because now they've got to go and uh go and stop the seal from being broken but um I've got bad news for you because she's already there <laughs> Volvira has yep. already unsealed uh the um the the thing and has begun a fun sequence of events that just is a bunch of rocks exploding in this uh in this mountainside that the ruins are in. Yeah. And it looks kind of good. It's Yeah, it's it's the grand reveal of of Death Ghidorah, but also it looks pretty good. Like I I do not have a lot of complaints to say about the special effects in this no, film. Same. Uh which might just be because we're coming from films made in the 60s but yeah i mean i mean even if if even if we're going there like there's there's no comparison but they're not bad either besides like the cg and that's because of the the year it came out in more than anything yep um so we know that they're too late but they're going anyway uh so we get Mm -hmm. a really really good scene on the plane (laughs) uh where we see that, and I can't believe they got away with this. Uh, I guess airline security was not so much of a thing, especially for domestic flights in 1996. Um, uh-huh. But the twins are playing, they're, they're dressed up for some reason. They were already in pretty fancy clothes, so it seems unnecessary to dress them up into the incongruous clothes that they're now in. 
but they're lying down yeah. in like a padded shoebox as if they're dolls. So it's it's worth noting that the the kind of um branding on this airline is done in a way which makes me think that it was also some product placement. It's very, yeah, no, they show the JAS logo a lot. Yeah, and again, maybe cynical of me, but it it seemed like they were getting dressed up for that more than anything. Huh. Like a a brand or like a brand like visual kind of thing like we can't just have you in your regular clothes it's a big event to fly on our service or something like that and the the fact that it's it's... the fact that it's a a paid for appearance of an airline makes the interaction they have with the uh the the air steward make a lot more sense Mm -hmm. because she says like oh those dolls are incredible that's amazing and they're just like lying down trying not to move toy story style uh yeah but the 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 one thing that really is is super weird is the it's it's one thing to change the clothes of the people of the humans but they changed the clothes of the fairies yes. who um, already fairies their not. clothes are already like really fancy and weird like yeah, you could imagine like completely dolls. Dolls. it's it's really really weird um so the 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 fairies are on the daughter's lap in the shoebox um, fairy, the the sorry, the twins are uh, in the shoebox for lack of confusion. Fairy, the unconscious question mark injured question mark tiny Mothra that they ride, uh, is in um in the son's hand, and he's like gently stroking it, and it's precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the mum's in the aisle seat, but she's also like sweating bullets as if like the stewardess is going to realize that this is an actual moth that they are you know stroking and these tiny people real tiny people (laughs) as if like that was ever going to get revealed like but yeah it's 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 a weird very shoehorned in scene uh to just i mean it is useful because it does it's a thing that some of these films we've seen doesn't do don't don't do it shows us traveling happening so it's not just like, oh, mm. these people show up in this other place and we don't, like, it, it is actually quite nice to get that continuity. We certainly don't get it in the other direction. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. Um, it's, again, just, it's it's the the, uh, the product placement stuff that's making it weirder. But, sure. But, yeah, acknowledgement that they actually had to get a plane there rather than they just showed up at a quarry at some yep. point is, is, is good. Um, speaking of a quarry, mm-hmm. uh, they arrive at a quarry. <laughs> um, Weird. Uh, in the meantime, um, uh, the husband, the 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 dad, the the boss of the site, has been almost killed in a big explosion near the mountain. As 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 it's exploding, as Death Ghidorah wakes up, mm-hmm. um, we we get a fantastic sequence. Where uh, Garigaru and Belvira are trying to steal the seal off of uh, off of uh, have the seal, and there's a kite swooping around near them, and we see that the twins are holding onto the kite, and the boy is flying it as they try mm-hmm. and snipe the the seal off of off of the two of them, but they're too late. It's some it's some proper ninja shit. This. Um, 
to try and trick well not trick but like try and get Belvera not to notice them trying something <laughs> yep. funny. Uh but she does drop it into the woods and they retrieve it, but it doesn't matter because uh Ghidorah's awake. Yes. The the process is already is already yeah. happening. We get our only the only instance of a of a case where I think there are continuity issues because it seems to turn nighttime immediately at this point. Yeah, it, it's hard to say if that's not just Def Ghidorah being all blow, you know, block out the sun, but they don't really address it one way or the other. No. Um, what's next? And and to be fair, they 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 could have addressed it in that in in this kind of emergence scene for for Def Ghidorah, there is some some earth splitting and there is some lava, and it's very much a situation where. You could just say that the lava being exposed kicked a bunch of ash up into the air and it and it blocked out the sun for yeah, a bit. Like, I mean, if they'd had like a shot of the sun being clouded over in this sequence, that would have been yeah. enough for me to accept the change in lighting that happens. But suddenly everybody is like very front lit, very low lit, um, and the sky is dark. Yeah, which I certainly sets but- the mood. It does. It yeah. It's just a you know we needed a ten second scene in here, but but didn't get it. But yeah, it's it's one of the very very like minor minor yeah. issues in this film. Like, in terms of continuity, far from being. <laughs> yeah, it it is not like some of these other films we've got. I think Young Gary was pretty bad for yeah. it. Um, I said it didn't matter that they got the seal back. It does because they used the seal's powers to heal Fairy. Yep, fairy is now a big, well, a, a big small moth. Yep, <laughs> it it kind of reinflates itself. It was a bit weird. Yes, it 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 becomes rehydrated Ganon. Uh-huh. Uh, they, <laughs> I've got a note here that says, I feel like they're trying too hard to delay the reveal of Ghidorah's other heads. So when Ghidorah is first revealed, you just see a head poking out of the the mountain. Um, yeah, and it's like, well, I mean. If I've seen the post, I haven't seen the poster, so I actually didn't know. But if you'd seen the poster, you would know. And if you knew who Ghidorah was, you would absolutely expect there to be two other heads. But I suppose this yeah, is a kids' the- film, so maybe people haven't seen it. The the thing for me is they shouldn't have named Death Ghidorah as early as they did. That's they a good have point. Mentioned its name. Here. Yeah, they should have just said this. They should have given given it another name or just referred yeah. to it in like dire tones ambiguously. I mean, we've had we've had you know like King Ghidorah referred to as Monster X before. It's not kind of out of the realm, but yeah, if like the the actual reveal of the extra heads would be an interesting twist if we didn't already expect there to be. Freedom. Yes, yes, it would. Um, but the puppetry on the heads is way better than the last Ghidorah film we watched. Holy shit! Yeah, it turns out thirty years later they found out some ways to not get these like strings tight, like tangled. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I wonder if it's just like they've got more strings or more operators, or it's just better coordinated. I feel like it's a, a probably a budget and more operators yeah. thing. But you know, God, yeah, no. The I mean, even just the suits look so much better. Yeah, they're like. Weird, weird, but twenty-five to thirty years of uh, kaiju filmmaking. <laughs> get better at up it. A few things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, no, that like the the suit design for Death Ghidorah is pretty good. Like, it is kind of a uh, yeah, I would say jet black is accurate, right? It's yes, yeah. certainly no, not it's gold like not gold. Ghidorah. Um, and the the most interesting difference from between the two is that Death Ghidorah is a quadruped. It has four feet. yeah, four feet and three heads. So I wonder, like, who's what? Are there two people in there? Ah, uh, it hmm. It could be one person on all fours, and then the heads are puppets. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's to be fair. There's not a lot of moving. This this Ghidorah doesn't really do much moving, like on its legs. Yeah, it kind of you don't really see its it, its legs working too much. So there might not even be anyone in there. Mm. I guess. So we get our second interest, uh, our second noted instance of the twins dynamic I was mentioning earlier, um, mm. where the lead twin, the one who sits on the front of Fairy, uh, does two things that surprise the other twin. One of which is entrusting the child with the seal that give, entrusting the girl with the seal that gives her telekinetic powers, with the with the promise that she'll use them for good. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, going saying that Mothra is needed to to trash this um, to trash this Ghidorah, which uh, the second one says no, she's a too old for this shit, and b is very tired after giving birth, which never comes up again. It does come up again. Don't uh, worry about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just comes up a little yeah. bit. Um, and then there's a music video of them waking up Mothra. Yeah, if you liked that last film we saw with Mothra in it, where they played the same hey, song twice, hey, it wasn't twice, the same then... song twice. This time, <laughs> but yeah, this time it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it was two songs. They are slightly different. Uh, one of one of the shots in this music video is extremely reminiscent of the shot in ET where the kids go in front of the moon. Where mm-hmm. the twins are hovering in front of the moon. Uh, what year was E.T., actually? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> 83? 82. 82. 82. Fair uh, enough. Certainly plenty of time for them to, you know, learn from yep. that. Uh, so they they they've gone back to infinite. I don't I don't know how like like I don't know the passage of time gets a bit weird for me at this point. Um, but they've gone back yeah. to Infant Island. I guess they can fly really quick. We know they can fly about as quick as a jet plane. And Infant Island, as I understand it, is off of the coast of Hokkaido. Yeah, I don't believe it's too far away, especially as we we get some travel sequences <laughs> yes. a bit later that doesn't make it seem too that far. That is away. a good point. Um, so they we we see Mothra. Um. Not hatch because Mothra is already awake, but uh, we see her summoned to to the to the fight in this music video, and um, she's just really fluffy. She's just a big fluffy moth. She is exceedingly floofy. It's 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 a really good uh, puppet, to be fair. Like it's. I, I guess it's hard for us to say as well because again we haven't seen a Mofra film before this that actually had Moff Mofra in it, but it's it's impressive. I mean, we have, it's but really, not as part really of this good. podcast. Yes, 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 some impressive puppetry nonetheless. It's it's and and for a a character that isn't on screen for the entire movie, like there there are corners that could have been cut and they did not. So I am happy about that. And I will go into more detail yeah. about that when it comes up, but <laughs> Okay. Oh, I think I know what what corners you mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um and god, she has such a great uh just the way the way the way the way Mothra is introduced to the 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 area that Ghidorah in. It's just very majestic, very angelic yeah. flying in with just glitter flying off of the wings and they, they it's also not a special effect it's just or not a, not a like post effect anyway it's they've literally some of it is but there is also real glitter yeah they just dumped a shitload of gold glitter onto the mothra mo- uh, puppet and then just had it mm-hmm. fly around which is just mm-hmm. very good it's great and, and like the sparkly cg composite is pretty good too yeah like it, it is a good combination of real glitter and sparkly composite. Mm-hmm. I just, I uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of lens flare as well. Yeah, they got to make this uh, this big entrance as big as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, they Ghidorah does a really cool move to crack the ground open. Yeah, this is like. It, it it's kind of starting to show what it's uh kind of capable of and besides like i don't think it's used them at this point but it, it basically it, it does the flamethrower and fireball shit that you kind of expect Ghidorah to do yeah it doesn't do the lightning beams but it does pretty much everything else but the one thing that this does do uh is like pretty much like stomp the ground break the the earth open and and has some like fun fire slash lava stuff shoot out of it like it's a it's a proper anime ass attack and it's very good yep um and yeah no it 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 gen like again special effects in this film really cool the ground breaking up looks looks great this is the first time we get a panned out view of death Ghidorah as well this is when we find out that it has four legs Mm -hmm. four legs uh, anyway, Death Ghidorah fucks up Mothra. Yeah, like they 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 kind of have a bit of back and forth, but it's it's pretty soon after the, the introduction that Death Ghidorah literally just takes a big old bite out of Mothra and then just chucks it. Yeah, there's there's some slightly more gruesome stuff in a bit, but like it's it's bad what happens to Mothra here. Yeah. Um. Um. It is assumed that Mothra is dead at this point. Like she's she's not glowing anymore. She's just lying on the ground. Yeah, it's a combination of not moving and the fairy's reaction that you kind of assume at this point that she is gone. Uh Belvira is very tremendously excited about this and so kicks Garu Garu a bunch. Yep. Cause that's what she does. That's how she shows affection, I guess. Um, and hey, remember earlier when we mentioned that Mothra had recently given birth? Yep. <laughs> uh, so we get we get to see we get to see a another music video where the twins uh, sing a song to hatch the egg, and b we get to see a Mothra grub hatch. But uh, it's it's also worth noting that the 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 fairies themselves say 
uh, that it is too soon for that Mofra to hatch. Like it is, yeah, it is it, very it, premature. Yeah. Um, but they they hatch it anyway because there's not much else they can do. No, King Ghidorah is. They do establish a, around this point what King Ghidorah's immediate goal is. Uh, sorry, I think you mean Death Ghidorah, who is differently different. Like, sorry, they <laughs> establish what Death Ghidorah's immediate goal is. Death Ghidorah needs to like recharge uh, on life energy, mm-hmm. which it gets by consuming slash killing uh, old life, uh, and they mention like. The best, the best and densest way to get life energy is to get really, really old trees, mm-hmm. uh, which will come up again later. But, but if if King Ghidorah, uh, if Ghidorah, <laughs> if Death Ghidorah is left to its devices, it's going to trash some forests. Yeah. Uh, so we need we need this Mothra grub to to get on to thing. to be to be alive and do do a fight, and that it does. It... We get such a good montage. I am, I am so proud of this little grub. <laughs> this little adorable little grub. It's, it's... It just looks like a mothra grub. We've seen them before. Yeah, it's it's um, the same kind of brown looking shrivelly grub thing, but it's like a two minute sequence of this amazing journey from its egg down the island into the ocean. Dramatic panned out shot, like from miles away, to see this tiny little grub bobbing in the ocean. Gets on it's land. the little it's the little Mothra that could. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's, I actually wrote that down. Um, <laughs> it's it kind of it, it gets on land. Everyone's amazed that this little baby Mothra is here. It climbs a mountain. Um, the the twins remark that it's uh, so very courageous, and it just kind of rocks up on scene. Def Ghidorah takes a look at it, and then Mothra, new Mothra, um, just fires a string shot at. King Ghidorah, uh, Death Ghidorah, which is just yep. It it's for what it's worth. The the string shot that it uses seems to be stronger than the one that we're used to from that one other film with Mothra in it. Yes, there is some like rainbow CG composited on top of yeah, it. Yeah, it seems to be like zapping uh, Death Ghidorah as it as it mm. hits it, or at least doing some kind of damage rather than just webbing it up. We learn that Mothra One is uh, not actually dead yet. Uh, the arrival of this kid has given it some motivation of some kind. Uh, it flaps up and hides, which to me seems silly, but they do explain it later that yeah. it can hide. Um, it's it's like the maternal instinct instincts kick in. Yeah, to be a good mum for this grub. Hmm. Um. There's some like stuff here with the. There's like an entire side plot with the kids here. Like the the parents are split up because mum went to go and get the husband, and now they're lost in a forest somewhere, and no one cares because they. Oh, can can I can I give some slightly broader framing before you go into where everybody is? Because we should cover where everybody sure. is. Some slightly broader framing is we see occasional shots of the rest of the world. We see occasional like news stories. Like this news story saying, "Oh, another creature has emerged," uh, as as the grub shows up on land. Um, but for the most part, and this is a problem I had, I've had with a lot of these films. The only people who are present on the scene are um, the main characters. Literally, nobody else is there, mm-hmm. which is especially wild because we know there was an entire site's worth of people, and also a bunch of news people who were there to say, "Are you going to blow up this ruin? Are you going to blow up this ruin?" Yep. 
But we do get a sequence of everybody bailing, but it's literally everybody. There's no news people left, there's no helicopters, there's no... There's no, there's no, there's nobody but these main characters. It, it seems like the husband is the only one that got caught up in a way that means he couldn't have evacuated. Even they don't address this either. He's just the only one on site, other than the rest of the family that came to get him. Which is wild because he's in the family that came to get him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's just remarkable. Yeah. It's it's like they attempted to address it and then just didn't like yeah um but yeah um, so anyway at this point where is everybody yeah so husband and wife they're in a forest somewhere (laughs) fucking whatever and the two kids are like on a mountain i think and they it is just a mountainous area it's all just like foresty mountains yeah they're with uh fairy and the two twins um for now yes and yes yeah they do eventually piss off but they they go to talk to the parents and then bail. Yeah, but they're just kind of, for the most part, they're just up in this mountain yelling support at the at Mofra, the Mofras. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a bit of a side bit that maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit where for, uh, what's her name, uh, Belvira shows up and there's another fight over the uh, seal for no reason because everything's already. This is what I was. This is what I was hoping you would mention. Yeah. Because during most of this sequence until the beginning of the third act, Belvira's position, like what Belvira is doing, is lost to me. Yeah. Like she's not. She's not. We never see her watching. We don't. We don't know what she's trying to do about the seal. She she has like a couple of quips. Like she mentions that you know, um, OG Moffra is basically dead, or she's too old, or. Yep. And then she fucked off again. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's literally this this shot uh where they're fighting over the seal and the the good guys get it back. Um and then we don't know where the fuck Belvira is for like the next Yeah, I don't know why she's like is she planning how to get it back? She knows she needs it. Yeah. Or at least she knows that it's bad for the good guys to have it for her. Yeah, like as we as we've said, like she's already summoned Defgador. That's happening, but there, there are things that she like. There are things that the seal can do that she doesn't want yeah. to happen. Yeah, I mean, it gives, it gives. They used it to to heal fairy for one thing. Yeah, um, uh, and they know that it gives the girl telekinetic powers. Yeah, but yeah, there's um, just there's just like a a very like we we saw in a scene that there was a big squabble over it. And I, I want to say didn't. I want to say it's like actual um, OG Mofra shoots the seal out of, well, not even shoots, like literally whips it out of Belvira's hands with her antenna whip that apparently she has. Um, uh, you say you say yes. You hang on. This is a good. This is this is a quick side point that I said we'd get back to, which is when Belvira is holding the seal, she's using the holes in the back of it that the dad used to make a necklace out of it to stick her arm through and is holding it like a shield. Yeah. To these to these tiny people, the seal is a shield. Yeah. Um but yeah, like Mofra Mofra like <laughs> extends its antenna out and whips it out of her hand to which mm-hmm. the 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 good guys pick it up and then we don't see Belver again for like half an hour. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's she's she, not interested in getting it back. Yeah, she's just not even squabbling to get it back again. She's just gone for reasons. Yep. So while while the grub is fighting Ghidorah, by which I mean just like getting yeeted about by Ghidorah, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a Mothra scrub fight Mothra grub fight scene if Mothra didn't get just chucked. It, it's not even like once either. There's like f- like four or five instances of the grub mm-hmm. getting either thrown or blasted and thrown by the force of the blast, and just like flying away, yeah, rolling about. And and there are some there's some excellent puppetry done with the uh, the the. There's, there's at least tech. one instance of really bad puppetry where the scrub appears where the scrub the grub appears to levitate. Yeah, no, as it's falling. I like to think that that's just a Mothra ability, but yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> um. Either way, we the, the so the kids are on the top of this mountain, and Mothra one decloaks above them. Yep. Uh, still injured, still very much injured, but because the kids have the seal, they uh, have a little sequence where the boy tries to. Uh, heal Mothra and it's like it's not working it's not working and the girl's like you have to close your eyes and pray like this and they hold hands and she holds the seal and they start to glow and Mothra gets healed and that's a thing that happens mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's very much a uh, channel your go- your energy for Goku moment which is yep and here's another moment where this film channels ET. Uh-huh. They show they show one of Mothra's antenna um, glowing on the inside, and it is extremely. I'll be right here. Uh, yeah, Mothra is uh, gonna get sued, but it's fine because she floofy. Uh, she won't be getting sued much for for much longer. No. Um... <laughs> So this kind of is kind of where we start to see the fight scene wrap up a bit in that um, Death Ghidorah pretty much just rocks up to uh, the new Mofra Grub and just takes a big fucking bite out of it. It's gruesome. There's a lot of blood um, and some really unfortunate sound effects. Yeah, there's it's it's like two actual wounds. There's like green grub blood coming out of it. And yeah, you're right. There's like some foley work where a guy was like swishing water around their mouth or something like that because it just it sounded wet and grim and and it seems for a moment like Ghidorah's gonna tear the grub in half by biting it with with two heads at once but it doesn't quite go that far no it it does have the grub in two mouths and it kind of just froze it Mm. rather than pull it apart but genuinely like I've not seen this film before watching it uh, when we watched it, but I, I genuinely thought that this moth was dead. Same. Like, didn't... The grub the grub was very, very injured. Yes. Like, um, very surprised it made any kind of comeback, but mm. yeah, it did. Um, yeah, we get to... But it's... Go on. But it's still... But it is not dead. It is still in the fight. It's got like a a a laser like in it like it 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 rears up on its back legs question mark yeah and it's got like a laser that comes out of its chest it's definitely an area it would have been crawl crawling on that it shoots yeah. a laser out of but yeah yeah there's 
it's like a sequence of some like Mothra laser. Um, there's some chest high wall stuff where the Mothra grub is like hiding behind. <laughs> uh, I love gears of Mothra. Yep. Um, Mothra now now that Mothra one is healed, uh, she's able to fly over to um, Ghidorah and do a big like explosion move while sitting on Ghidorah's back. Yeah, I I I looked at that again, and I am not. I'm not sure which way it what I I don't know what happened. Oh, you reckon it was Ghidorah blowing up? I think it might have been cuz that would explain the injuries. Cuz Mofra definitely does some damage when it lands on Ghidorah and like does some Moff leg action. Mm. Um but there there's an explosion and then Mofra kind of gets the hell out of there and my interpretation seeing it again is that that was Ghidorah but I, I kind of don't know. It's not clear. That's fair. Um the fight moves at this point, which is good because it doesn't. It it, it didn't really have a sense of place up until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we see like this cool t- trail of destru- destruction towards uh, the basin of a dam, which we'll get to in a sec. We also see on screen for the first time what the cloaking looks like. Yep. Yes, new new Mofra activates its uh, active camo. It turns video game invisible, where you can kind of sort of see it. Yep. Uh, and the the boy uh, explains that all moths use camouflage, <laughs> so it's not even unreasonable. He he says it in such a like, oh well, you're an idiot for not realizing that <laughs> yep. this moth can literally turn invisible. Um, there's some there's some danger that uh, I don't know is established particularly well where the cliff that the kids were on is suddenly in peril from lava that wasn't there before, as the parents show up to rescue them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's close enough that the husband, who is the last to get back up off of the cliff's shoes, set on fire. Yep, it's a bit of forced-in human drama that we didn't need, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's fine. Um, but now now that we're in an actual location, the Mothra is hanging out in this uh, dammed-off valley, and the dam is damaged. Uh, there's still not really stakes because we don't know what's downstream of this dam. We don't know if. This is a running theme of this film. There's never any like human peril, really, apart from that that we just said. Yeah, that's kind of the um, closest it got that wasn't slapstick from the beginning. Yeah, and um, I, I, honestly, the the way in which the family was saved, but with the father like last, I it it's kind of meant to be his like a bit of a redemption for him being a jackass for the majority of the rest of the or earlier film but I, he saved the lives of his children i don't know that that's it's not really character growth no it's it it, it felt like he was going to die there and that would have made more character <laughs> progression than not yes yes it would have done um but hey whatever he didn't mm um, anyway, uh, Ghidorah shows up to the dam, uh, tries to shoot at Mothra. Mothra flaps away, and Ghidorah takes a buff from the dam breaking. Yep, it's uh, it's exactly as it sounds. He just gets kind mm-hmm. of—he's not even like washed away, right? He just kind of—we don't really see in detail what happens to him. Yeah, we do know that uh, Belvira is upset about it because she expresses her frustration in the same way that she fr- she expresses all emotions by. Kicking Gary Gary. Mm-hmm. 
um um we 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 get to see one of my favorite things from mothra films which is combined mothras yep um it, we see we see big 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 moth mothra carrying grub mothra yeah this is their uh we need to get out of here cuz this isn't this isn't working um mm-hmm. and yeah big old big old mama mothra picks up grub mothra and they just fly off they start flying towards infant island where they come from yep uh presumably for cuz it's home but they don't make it no uh Moth Mothra, Mothra 1, is badly injured after that fight. And they, the two of them crash into the sea. There's like a, an interesting moment, which I feel like was, like was witnessed by other characters, even though it was in the middle of the ocean. Now I'm thinking about it, but... I guess it was maybe close enough to the coast that they could see it. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it must have been. But yeah, it's it's basically the the two moths kind of staring each other in in the face um, and on the ocean, and you can see Grub Mothra is attempting to help its mum, and Mum Mothra is just just done for and sinks and drowns. It's this scene gave me a feel. Yeah, it's they they there's a like a given that there's pretty much no like facial. Uh, articulation in these puppets they do a really good job of doing this scene yeah there's like a, a really there's an a, there's a really adorable nuz there's good music um it's mostly like chirping noises and like uh, the kind of there is some movement in i'm sure they're not called mandibles on a moth but that is what it looks like <laughs> yeah the mouth the mouth area yeah um, and then there's there's a really like grim. We see the moth, the moth Mothra, like sinking, and they linger on this sinking shot for a long time. Yeah, there's like a distant shot underwater where you just see this adult moth suspended in under the ocean, lifeless, gradually, gradually sinking, and they only cut off of it once it is entirely off the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, grub Mothra cannot visibly cry but you could tell it was yep that is the end of act two (laughs) (laughs) that is the the low point of the film there's about to be a big time skip and a big location change and it's one of the like few instances we've had of a kaiju killing another kaiju rather than a human doing it huh Um, i haven't thought about that yeah and I can't think of any examples, but I'm sure there are examples where in, in one of the versus films, but like usually like even in that Godzilla film, like King Ghidorah just fucks off at the end. It's not usually yeah. that one of them actually dies. It's not usually dead. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. But no, that Mothra is super dead. And so Mothra, the well, new Mothra, diet Mothra is, uh, off, Fabby Mothra is off to, uh, recuperate. Yeah, we we get like it swimming sad, but like 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 the like the swimming before where it was swimming to mainland, well to Hokkaido. Um, it swims back to Infant Island, but sad. Yeah, Sw- swimming sadly. <laughs> yep. Anyway, apparently a lot of people got hurt. Um, there's a we we cut to presumably the next morning or so. Yeah. Uh, we're in a hospital. Um. 
with a bunch of presumably the people who were escaping in the scene where people were escaping earlier. Yeah, it seems. And also all of the family is there. Yeah, everyone showed up. Uh, This is kind of the only real indication that there were people on site, because as as we said, like there was no one around to deal with the, the, the kaiju fight because everyone mysteriously disappeared beyond the family. Yep. Yep. Um, but um, turns out they were around. I guess. I have a. I have a. There's a piece of scene setting that happens here that I don't understand, which is the kids feeding plants with water from a fish tank. <laughs> yep. Is that like? I I think that might be there to to imply that the water supply is off, but I'm not sure what what the point of that is. That might be a Japan thing. I don't know. Yeah, I I I don't get it beyond. The kids looking like they wanted to do some helping, and that was what they came up with. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, they reestablish the the where the 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 king that Death Ghidorah wants um old trees, uh, and they they are more specific this time. They establish that there are some of the world's oldest trees at this World Heritage site. That is um, uh, Yakishima, I think, is where they're going. That sounds right. Yakashima, actually, I think is what it is. Yakashima, which is a real island uh, with very old trees. Hmm. Uh, Yakushima is what it is. Um, which is another notch in the uh, the film's aversion to visiting Tokyo, which is fine by me. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do get a shot. Well, I mean, the 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 family's home is ostensibly in Tokyo, but not in like city center or whatever. Yeah, but the 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 kind of location, the, like the only stuff we've seen of Tokyo is pretty much their house and a stairwell kind of near it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the grub, the grub, the grub, Mothra has made it to a really old tree. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, is is the did Grub Mothra go to Infant Island? Or did Grub Mothra go to Yakushima for this? I It doesn't make sense for it to be Yakushima because it's a long hecking way away and Ghidorah is flying there as far as we know. Yeah, I it it's and at, and the grub swam. At least at the time, it felt like it was Yakushima because that's where, like, they just established these old trees, and then suddenly Mofra is having a scene next to a big old ancient tree. But yeah. you're right in that it doesn't make sense if that is the case. But I I don't know what it was implying otherwise. Yeah. Either way, wherever the grub is, it, it's time for the third music video of the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, in which they spray silly string all over an ancient tree for three, four minutes while singing. I mean, that's like the first verse is where they spray silly string all over the ancient tree. By the way, the ancient tree looks extremely plastic, which is probably for the best because they spray st- silly string all over it, and it would be hard to do that to a a full size tree and b mean to do that to an ancient tree. Mofra would never do that to an ancient tree. Uh, so the second verse of this music video is like shots of the cocoon that the grub is now in, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a big old breathing peanut. 
That's an interesting way of describing that. <laughs> I mean, it's shaped like a peanut and it breathes. No, you're, you're not wrong. It's just just <laughs> hadn't thought about describing it that way. And then in the third verse of this music video, it 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 it, it opens and gives. It doesn't give birth. That's not what cocoons do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. From it emerge like thousands and thousands of different coloured Mothra silhouettes. Yeah, it's it's. Which then assemble into... (laughs) Yeah, Mothra then reassembles out of these moths. It does seem way more butterfly-ish because they're using colours you wouldn't typically associate with moths, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they are ostensibly moths. So, yeah, it's just a big cloud of very rainbow-coloured, multicoloured moths. Now that I think about it, it's kind of a lot like how Ghidorah was born in... um... What was the one where Ghidorah came out as like a bunch of light out of an egg? Mm. Or was that Rodan? Mm. It's a film we watched for this podcast. I think that was probably King Ghidorah's film, but right, oh man, that was like two, three months ago. I don't remember. It was it was the egg that was like magnetic and pulled hammers and stuff towards it. I'm pretty sure that was Ghidorah. Yeah. Um, it like everything in this news in this film, it's covered on the news despite the ever-present conspicuous absence of news crews from any of these scenes. Yeah, isn't there like literally a shot of Mofra in a cocoon on the television in the hospital? Yeah, and mm-hmm. like there are like, as far as we know, there's no human presence anywhere near whatever island that is. No, I I don't. The, the news appears to just be omniscient in this film. Is I think maybe what the canon is. Yeah, it was the same in Yongari. Yeah, they obviously learned from that. Yep, and there's a really weird line. I think I think it's from one of the parents. I didn't write down who actually says it. Um, says even if it's big, a moth is still a moth. In a way of like trying to detract what this Mothra would be capable of, which is wild coming from someone who was one of the people who witnessed what it was able to do before. Yeah. Like, yeah, it didn't win, but you know it's got some powers. Like, even as a grub. And this one's young yeah. now. This one's a young and vital. Even as Grub Mothra, it had like electric silly string and a laser. Yeah, but also adult Mothra was a moth and it had like paralyzing glitter it had more lasers it had yep. cloaking powers it's 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 not just a moth yep uh anyway it's time for them to get on a plane again yay they're gonna go fly south to to where this forest that Ghidorah's heading towards is uh and we get we get we get uh like a legitimately another it's not as garbage long as the one in the house which is a blessing because it's not as interesting a arena but there's like a double dogfight between um new mothra um and Ghidorah, and also between gadu gadu and uh belvira and the twins and fairy yep and it's good stuff it's just yeah it's it's i'm i'm kind of glad that there was a bit of like cross interaction because it did feel like 
the the big Mothra and Ghidorah could only deal with each other, and Gary Garu and Fairy could only deal with each other, and there is a bit of like which which does make sense given the scales that we're working with here. Yeah, but at like, the end, think at, about <laughs> at, at the end of the day, Belvira is apparently able to control Death Ghidorah to yes. some kind of extent, or at least like give it information. Yeah, because she does say at one point earlier on in the film, like. You know, Mama Mofra is basically dead. Focus on the grub, yeah, and it, and it does. So she she does have some kind of control over it. Yep. We also get a shot of Tokyo Tower, uh, foreshadowing this uh, dogfight, but it does not get destroyed. Nope. It's we never even see it again. Is this the first film that it has shown up and hasn't been destroyed? Correct. T- bad times. Yeah. Disappointing. Zero out of ten. Um. So, but so after it's, there's, it's weird they they do what I thought was established that this dogfight was happening over Tokyo by having this Tokyo Tower shot but they're clearly not mm. because uh, Garigaru falls out of the dogfight into a flaming forest yeah it's, which is really weird we, we had that kind of establishing shot I think as, as new Mofra was joining in who is a moth now because of the whole cocoon shit but mm-hmm. um I guess they were still moving very, very quickly. Yeah, I, I guess they're at Yakushima now. It it was like a shot that was ninety percent showing off how cool Mofra looks now. Uh, Mofra Leo, by the way, is the name of the new Mofra. Yes, we should stop calling it Mofra too now because they do introduce the name. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's mostly like, look how fucking majestic Mofra Leo is, and also we're also moving locations, but we're not doing a good job of it because we're still following Dragon Ball Z mechanics where it doesn't matter, there's a big open fight place to fight over here. Yeah, that is that is the feeling you get from these these fight arenas. Is yeah. it's it's the it's the it's the kaiju equivalent of the Sentai quarry. Yes. Where it doesn't matter what get what gets trashed really. Although it does matter because trees. More on that story later. <laughs> Um, this, this fight is wild. So they're now all in the forest and they're just, they're doing another forest mountain fight. Yeah. And I, I, it looks cool. The, the, again, the effects are great and it's well shot and the action is easy to follow, but Mothra, Mothra Leo has a lot of powers that aren't foreshadowed. Mm -hmm. It does it does break into the tiny moths that it was uh, in the egg as, and it does have some of the powers that its mam had, but it also has like this head, this this triple-barreled head laser, as I believe you called it. Yep. Um. Uh. Uh. Death Ghidorah has these like laser pillar things that are kind of like the thing it did earlier to break up the ground, but not. Th- the the laser pillar thing was a was a Mofra attack. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it, again, not foreshadowed. No, no, it's it's some like Raiden and Mortal Kombat shit. Like mm. it this so this this is Mofra Leo versus just Death Ghidorah now. Like the other two have kind of fucked off out of the way to let the kaiju have their fight. But imagine you you sat down with a kid with a very active imagination and you said what kind of powers would this giant moth have <laughs> and they wrote a list and all of them ended up in the film 
Yeah, it's wild the number of things this moth can do. Like I, I wrote. I mean, you've kind of written it down here anyway, but I wrote down each individual power for the ranking that we'll come to. Oh, okay. And there are a lot. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that you did the work for that. Thank you. Yeah, because uh, my the only explanation as to why Leo is so wildly strong in comparison to OG Mofra is that I guess OG Mofra was just too old for this shit. Yeah. Um I think I think that's the reasoning we're supposed to have. Yeah. Um but geez, like it's it's plus it has the power of God and anime on its side. By which I mean it has <laughs> access to the people who control the seal. Did we was that not literally quoted in the watch like when we were I think it might have been. <laughs> um but yeah it's just as soon as the fight starts, Death Ghidorah does not have a chance. There is, yeah. it doesn't, I think it fires some fireballs and nothing, it doesn't do anything. Like, And a lot does happen. There's there's a lot, there's a lot of shots. There's a lot of, it, I mean, it does let off a few swipes or whatever. Yeah. It just but it doesn't is very clear. do anything. It, it is very clear that Mothra Leo is winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I think this is when uh, Garu Garu takes a bit of crossfire. Um, yes, and stacks it, falls to the ground. Yeah, and we get the reveal that Garu Garu was a toy or a robot. So this was foreshadowed because we see, like, after Dad has left the room putting the the necklace on his daughter, mm-hmm. we get a shot of some toys on the windowsill that start to move. Oh, and we get a silhouette of the toy, like a shadow of the toy that becomes Garu Garu. I assume as Bel as Belvira shows up. Um, so I I I I I'm okay with it having been foreshadowed, and it is legitimately kind of a cool reveal. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way they reveal it is kind of weird though it is full of robotic parts like it's way too complicated for an actual toy yeah yeah. Um, you could probably chalk that one down to weird fairy magic or something but sure yeah it's it's a weird reveal which ultimately doesn't mean anything but it's interesting nonetheless yeah yeah Um, but yeah that's kind of the like Garu Garu is not dead or anything but it is it is I mean it was never alive uh, sure it, it's not incapacitated uh it, it's got like a big hole in its head and it can't fly um, yeah i mean it, and and it's about to die by the way does it did i miss the bit where it actually dies <laughs> so um while uh belvira is like mourning the the crash and being frustrated by the crash and looking at the injuries that Gadu Gadu has, there's a big like rock slide that comes to crush the both of them, oh. which is when the twins and the and twins and fairies show up to pull her away from right. the rock slide. I I remember that, but I guess I just forgot that Gary Gary was there to not get saved. We don't we don't see it. I don't think right. we don't see Gary Gary getting hit, but it is I feel strongly implied. At least I don't think we see it. Maybe we do. Um, Fair enough. Either way, Belvira is now in the clutches of Fairy, who is being rid, as always, by the twins. Yep. Um, this is kind of where we get the end of the Ghidorah and uh, Mofraleo fight, where yep. 
Ghidorah explodes in in a nightmare of colorful fireworks. Yep, it's Leo uses like five moves back to back and trounces Ghidorah, but it's still not dead. But then the twins hold up the seal and use some magic bullshit to seal it up. Yep, they put it back in the in the place where it. Well, it's a different place, but they put it. They seal it with the seal again. Yeah. So. Ghidorah is is done for. It is not dead, mm-hmm. but it is it's filed away. Yep. Um, uh, Fairy comes down with with Belvira to uh, to the family who are hanging out, and the kids yell at Belvira about uh, the danger. Oh, sorry, no, not the kids. Oh, yeah, no, the kids do confront um, Belvira, but Belvira's like. Has a, I don't know what her motive is. She like talks shit about humans. Yeah, she she does uh, a very. It's a bit of a sequel hook, isn't it? She says something like, "You shouldn't trust humans," <laughs> and then runs off into the woods. <laughs> yeah, then fucks off under a tree stump, and the boy runs after her. Uh, <laughs> and the, and the twins are like, "Nah, it's fine." She's a bit of a troublemaker. But she's our sister, so we have to let her go. Yeah, she was, which is a fucking wild thing to call someone who tried, who revived a world eater, and (laughs) (laughs) yep, like at least I don't. There's there's room for her whole deal to get explored in the next two films if that's where they're going. But who cares? (laughs) At this point, not me. Yeah. Um, there's a so this it, we're, we're we're in the the world is saved now, um, and so we've we've just got like wrap up stuff to do. One of the things that happens here, I fucking love, which is um, the parents and the family's back together. The the fairies there, Mothra's there, well, Mothra Leo is there, um, and the twins are there, and the the kids walk over to Mothra Leo, and Mothra Leo's like just. I don't know how exactly it communicates, but it communicates. Hey, hop on, we'll go for a fly. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the, the 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 twins say. I think. I think they decipher it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the parents are like, yeah, yeah, they can do that. That's cool. Which I honestly, I'm with them. Like it. It's. I would trust a big moth that just saved the planet and that I know has a good relationship with my kids to go for a flight. Yeah. It- Mofra Leo needs seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the reason I'm okay with it is because if they fell, I know that Mofra Leo would like dive to grab them, but it does seem a bit precarious up there. I There's plenty like... of fluff to hold on to. Yeah, but they don't. They're just kind of on it. Stand there. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even sitting. <laughs> like, they're sat on what is basically the, the fluffy cat bus from Totoro, except it's flying in the sky. Like, one or something. Like. Yep. Uh, they pan out to. There's a weird continuity issue here. Uh, they they're in a forest, but then they pan out, and it's like this painted background, and there's only one tree corpse. Yeah. As opposed to the many burnt out trees that they were around a second ago, which is weird. Um. The but the parents uh, then state the thesis of the film, which is like, oh, environmentalism, etc. Mm-hmm. While the kids are. I've written here taking a ride in Wonka's elevator. Yep. Um but then 
immediately, like seconds after the parents state the thesis of the film, which is it's going to take us a long time to rebuild this place. It's going to take us a long time to reseed the land and make this place green again. Yep. And we need to put the work in so that our grandchildren have a nice world. Mothra flies overhead and just like jizzes all over the forest. Um, and just the place becomes like a forest again. Yep. There's just grass everywhere. There's trees everywhere. All of the damage from the fire is now gone. It is, mm-hmm. it is perfect again. So they don't need to do the work and it's fine. We, we fix the environment thanks to our giant moth. Moral yep. of the story is find Mothra, I guess. Yep. And we get our goodbye scene, um, which is the boy boops fairy, which is cute as hell. Uh, the girl, as has been the case for this entire film, does not know how to wave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. granted, like yeah. she's she's waving at where she thinks that people are going to be, but she really. But her arm going. is not doing a wave motion. It's like a it's like a flagging down a car motion or a lower lower to an operator of a crane motion. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, and Mothra flies away, and there's a rainbow in the trail, uh, which again is very et. Mm-hmm. And then credit. and then it gradually pans up to a rainbow drawn in crayon <laughs> they don't explain that fucking crayon rainbow either but whatever I mean <laughs> and the credits roll uh-huh. <laughs> uh so that was Rebirth of Mothra <laughs> oh uh, I, I, I've got at the bottom of the notes here circle back to ghosts um, so you were, you were you were talking at the beginning about whether or not there are any kaiju that are ghosts you could argue I think that Mothra Leo can turn into many, many ghosts. Mm. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's maybe a stretch, but I, it's a thing. One thing we didn't mention is that uh, Mothra Leo, while it was a grub and while Mothra original was still around, yeah. um, Mothra Grub had, like, instantly had all of Mothra original's memories, like... They they established that it knew oh, exactly yeah. as what it was as it hatches. There's like a flashback thing, and it's like, oh, it knows everything. It, it, knows, it everything. knows what it has to do. It knows what Ghidorah's up to. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a reincarnation, except Mothra wasn't dead yet. No, not quite. Um, I think that was also why we'd assumed that at the time Mothra was dead because that yes. sure didn't help things. But yep. Um, so I mean. The, the spirit of Mothra certainly lives on in Leo, so maybe that's a ghost? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see the argument you're making. Mm. I'm not saying it's a good argument. I'm just, you know. Yeah. There's something paranormal about that moth, is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that was... Do, 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 do you have any, like, other thoughts about... like? Oh, there is a thing that we... There's a thing we didn't mention uh, about just the way this film is presented since the beginning, Mm. which is the music is like, this film has big 90s children's film energy. Yeah. Especially in like the music. The sequence where the twins like rappel down the kite has like a orchestral thing. It's all, it is all extremely Disney. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, like a lot of that kind of kids film vibe and and it's not just like a uh, uh, a uh, a Japanese film vibe either. It's like genuinely they saw enough Disney movies that they thought they'd make their own one. Yeah, it's and absolutely that. 
I I genuinely don't understand how it didn't get some kind of localization. Because if you cut out some of the gorier shit, which maybe wouldn't work in the West, that was that's like a totally feasible kids movie. Yeah, absolutely. It centers the kids in it, and it has mild- there's no like there's no there's no grim human peril because they never crash a city. Nope. Like you'd you'd have to like remove the scenes with the grub getting killed and maybe don't linger on dead Moffred quite so much. Yeah, and you're probably good. Yeah. Give it a a big old Disney English dub and you're good. Yeah, I I absolutely could see them doing that. Um. Well, not anymore. But you know, for '96, you. Well, I I, I mean I could see them having yeah yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I will say, like, uh, weird messaging aside, like, it, it was a pretty enjoyable kids' film. And I, I guess this the other weird thing is that this is very... This is the most kids' film of the kaiju films we've seen so far. Yes. Um, yeah, and the fact that it centers, like, these two little kaiju um, who interact with the kids a lot... Yeah. ...is, uh, is, is very telling of the target demo i think mm-hmm. but yeah it's it was surprisingly good and obviously it's it's also like the most recent kaiju film we've covered so it, yes it kind of benefits from a lot of like more modern cinema techniques and, and whatnot but and technology and technology um but yeah no i i, I must say like as it's, it's it was not a perfect film, but it was it was very <laughs> enjoyable. It was it was it was definitely that. It was tonally very different from both the modern films we've watched, not as part of this podcast. Yeah, and also the old ones we've watched. It's Disney I'm, made I'm, a kaiju film. I'm suddenly way more excited about continuing to do this show because if there's variety like this, great. <laughs> I, I get the feeling a lot of the variety will come from just non-Japanese kaiju films, but potentially. Ho- hopefully there is more stuff like this. I mean, heck, there's I'm not going to say what film it is, but there's that film with the T2 stuff in it <laughs> that presumably we'll get to eventually. It's on the list. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember which film that was, but I... I, I, I you can cut this out film. if you want, but I think it's X Mechagodzilla. That would make sense. Oh, it might be against Mechagodzilla, the one that wasn't actually a versus. But yes, I mean they're... that's that that that's what X is. Is that what X? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. But God, yes, there's an excellent, excellent car chase in that film, and I can't wait to see that again. <laughs> Same. Um, we could do that next if you want. No, I I feel like we should go with this nightmare that you picked out, but we'll get to that okay. in a bit. Yeah. Um. So I think we should move on to the next segment. It's Colons' Color Corner. Hey, you came prepared this time. I sure did. <laughs> I definitely didn't just open a packet of elastic bands three minutes ago oh. to in, in a panic trying to find something I could use as an instrument. Hey, that's fine. You, you did it. <laughs> anyway, this is Colons' Color Corner. It's the best segment of the show where we rate the kaiju in the film by how good they would be if they made stuffed toy versions of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monsters. I need to fire up the spreadsheet. Can you link me to the spreadsheet quickly? 
the doc is where your monsters are at. Or I know. Want... I need the spreadsheet. Oh, okay. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Hold up. I'll just play this elastic band for a bit more. I extended opening. I love it. Yeah, that's the album version. <laughs> Uh, oh, you, got um, you got it. Yeah, I got it. You got it. Uh, let's switch to the important tab here. Uh, okay. Okie doke, 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 doke. So, we have, gosh, how many do we have in this one? There are, there five, are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Oh, okay. Yes, yours has six. Oh, you don't. Interesting. No, I do not have six. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the first one we get introduced to is Fairy, which is the little babby Mothra, um, the, the, the twins ride. Um, it's pretty fluffy. It's, uh, it is in canon treated as a stuffed toy. Mm -hmm. Uh, like in the plane sequence in particular, it is assumed to be a stuffed toy. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty cute. It's it's pretty cute. It's uh, maybe a bit fragile. Like the wings look like they're maybe made of. So hmm, it's tough because it because it essentially is just a stuffed toy in in universe. It's difficult to imagine them making a different one. So you kind of have to just go by it as it is in the film, mm -hmm. even at the size that it is in the film. Um. But like it, it maybe wouldn't be great for hugs, but it would be pretty good as like an ornamental. Um... I, I guess its size doesn't lend itself particularly well for hugs, but it is definitely like a kind of uh, you could rest this on on your belly, kind of yeah. kind of plushy, or just like hang out in your pile of stuffed toys. Yeah, or on your head. Yes, yeah, you could you could do that. You could do that. I I don't. I... Hang on, I need to fire up the dang film. Uh, this is... Give, give me a second. This is a higher level of scientific approach than I'm used to. The trouble with this is a lot of it's going to come down to just, like, wing patterns. Because <laughs> um, uh, the three moths are kind of similar to each other in terms of, like, shape. Um Yeah. I will say that versus fairy, the other two have like more definition to their legs. Yes, yes, they do, um, and a lot of that I think is to do with their size. Yeah. Um, but God, it if it did, if if the wings could like fold up. Oh shit! Maybe that's it. I mean, Mothra's wings never fold up, do they? Mm, they don't fold up, but they do unfurl in a moth way. Yes. Not yes. in the not in these films, but in Mothra Canon. Yep. Fair enough. Um Fairy also has glowy blue eyes, which I guess you would just not do. You would just have them be like reflective blue or something. Um Nah, just like the brightest blue LEDs that can rip a hole in your retina. Hmm. The wing patterns kind of look a bit like coffee stains. The wings look a bit like paper as well, which Hmm. Hmm. No one can I, guess where this is going to be ranked. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to star ratings one when we're, we're gonna we're gonna consider all of the the maths together. I think. Okay. Um. Garu Garu. I know what I'm gonna do with Garu Garu, which is also a canon toy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like a robot thing. It is hard and unyielding for hugs. That said, I do have a lot of sympathy for it because it keeps getting beaten up by 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 that troublemaker. Yeah, it's not like ideal for hugs, but it is certainly the most deserving of a hug. Yes, and for, for um, do we consider? I think we have to consider that. It's your your segment. Do you like? I, th- I I mean, I'm I'm I'm. It's it's tough. Uh, it 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 is most deserving of a hug. It does have like, actually, I'm looking at it now. It doesn't have like big old. Sp- it's got like kind of some fun spike stuff on its head. Um, it also has big wings though, which is somewhat compromising. Hmm. It's got kind of scary red eyes, but I'm sure you could make that make that work. Uh, see if I can't find a full body shot here. Oh, it also does a really cute like during the dogfight sequence in the living room. It does this really cute little like hop landing. Oh yeah, it does. It it has a bit of a kangaroo moment. Yeah, and that's pretty precious. I could see like you just make it a bit fluffy. It would be fine. It'd be fine. There's, um, there's there's some license you can take with making a plush toy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as long as the oh gosh, here's a screenshot of it with its neck torn open. <laughs> Imperfect Gary Gary. Mm. I don't know that you would want to recreate that in the stuffed toy version. That's that's the Chase Rare Pop Vinyl. Oh stop. I don't want that. I don't want a like a a not an Android. Uh and not a pop team epic. What is the name of the thing? I mean they're just called pop vinyls. Oh right? Funko Pops, yes. Funko, if the oh, Funko right, yeah. was the part Funko I was forgetting. Fucking pop team epics. Yep, nailed it. Um, gosh, this is tough. Like, hmm, I'm I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling like a like a high three for uh, for, for Gary. Gary, Gary. Gary. Uh, that's reasonable. There. Um. Just, just because I feel for it so much, like a, a, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the reasons that you you get attached to stuffed toys are to do with personality. So I'm okay with that. Hmm. That that feels like a reasonable call. Um, so yeah, three stars for Gary Gary. Uh, Mothra one again. We'll get back to the moths. Uh, yep. Death Ghidorah. Death Ghidorah. So we've we've already got a couple of uh, Ghidorahs in the uh, in the ranking. One yep. of them's. One of them is um, ba, 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 ba. where are they? Oh, it's just the one, uh, and it's got a one star. King Ghidorah is a one star. The like the the most notable difference with this one is that it is a quadruped, four legged. Yeah, and I think that would help. That gives it more of, a, and it also doesn't have wings. Really, it's got these little stumpy things, presumably because they couldn't find a six limbed actor. I I think that was it had stump kind of stumps before it got its wings back it took a while for them to grow oh was there a did that happen later i guess yeah, there was the dog fight so there was a, there was a scene when it eventually learned to fly or got its wings back okay well in that case i'm gonna try and try and take its strong point so i'm gonna take it pre-wing growth and say that the quadruped version 
would be considerably better at hugs than winged King Ghidorah that we have seen in the past. Still not perfect, because mm-hmm. the the heads would be tricky to deal with, but if you put like wires or whatever in them, you could make them like wrap around your neck, which would be hecking great. It's the difference between hugging a free-headed child and a free-headed dog. <laughs> Except it's the difference between hugging a three-headed child who has like weird webbed arms that are constantly sticking out. Sure. That means you can't really wrap around it. Got to wrap around it. Um, I I just want to quickly get a get a get a look at Ghidorah, full Ghidorah, the the uh, handsome beast itself. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It totally does get wings later. Um, that's good to know. Um, yeah, this thing's this thing's this thing's somewhat huggable, I think. Hmm. Uh. An improvement from from King, the King of Ghidorahs. Yeah, not. Uh, hmm. I I still don't like feel strongly about it. Um. So I'm I'm thinking too probably. Because it's still got a lot of the problems of Ghidorah. The heads are notable. Mm-hmm. Death Ghidorah. Two. I th- these. Hmm. I'm I'm feeling less confident about these than I usually am, though. You can always uh, readdress it if you want to change your mind between episodes. That's true. That's true. Um, now we're getting onto the the one that I think is going to win this one. Mm-hmm. Grub form Mothra Leo. Yeah. Um, remember earlier when I said that like knowing the story and the personality and stuff makes a huge difference. Yes. I feel very strongly about this Mothra grub. Um, it's the little grub that could. It is. established. It is. And it's so... It is so good. Um, it It's such a... Pre- it tries so hard. It gets so hurt, but it keeps going and it gets better. And I love it. And I feel for it. And I'm proud of it. And I want it to succeed. And I want to hug it a lot. It's got a cute little tail spike. Uh, it could make a pretty good neck pillow. It's good for yeeting, <laughs> if that's your skis. It's good for yeeting and eating. I don't think I would want to eat it. Um, Death Ghidorah would disagree, but this is fair. Death Ghidorah is not my friend. <laughs> He's a two-star friend. <laughs> um, but but like but but it also has the advantage of being essentially hug-shaped. Mm-hmm. It and is. It is. It is. It is a hugging pillow. Yeah. Well, it's kind of more. It's like a. It's kind of slightly conical, if you know what I mean. It's like tapered. A daki mosura. <sighs> okay, so that's a six stars. <laughs> Especially just for that name. Good. Mothra Leo. Open brackets grub form. Um. I, 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 the face is. It's a face that you absolutely get to love by, especially the death sequence. Mm. Like I, that that is one thing I will say for the Mofra grubs across all these films is that as 
I mean, I'm pretty sure we probably called them ugly when it first showed up, but it yeah. does grow on you. It absolutely does. And with a scene as sympathetic as the death sequence in this film, it grows on you fast. Like mm. I, I was already proud of it after the swimming, the the travel montage from uh, immediately after it was born. But by the time we got to the hospital scene, I was a hundred percent on board with this grab. Um, now it's time to address the butterflies. Yeah, the the butterflies in the room. The butterflies in the room. So, um. Again, I don't know if it's just favoritism based on character, but um, Martha Leo looks cool as hell. It sure does. It's got this like face pattern that looks like a like a like a theater mask. It's like black but with white eye surrounds. Um, the wings look cool as hell and super colorful. Um, it's. It's majestic. It, it, it's got it, cute, tight, cute little grabby arm things that could like hold onto your arm, maybe. Oh yeah, it could be one of them. One of them yeah. plush toys that just hold holds your arm. I mean, yeah. That. Which isn't necessarily great for cuddling, but I would love to have it just be a friend that's with me all the time. I mean, it, on my it, shoulder. It, it would be a plush toy that cuddles you. Yeah, and that like eyes up anybody who eyes you suspiciously, like helps you out in your day to day life. Yeah. A support um, moth. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how... You, again, wings are a problem for me. I don't know how you would solve that problem, but I think that if you just made them out of like felt and let them flap about, it could mm. be just like a relaxed a relaxed person, a relaxed moth. This like, ti- this like flame tiger stripe looking wing pattern. But fundamentally, the moths are kind of all of the same thing. Unfortunately, as you pointed out, the legs on... Just generally in terms of, like, amount of detail and also the legs on fairy, and also just, like, the fact that the wings look like they're made of paper. Mm-hmm. And also the kind of boring orange and white, not particularly dynamic layout. I think fairy has to be the lowest on this list. This It's fair. I, I feel bad for it, because it's cute as shit, but... But... But they're all cute. It's fine. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. I just fairy, fairy. I want to hug the leaf. Also, fairy doesn't really get characterized at all. No, it's it's more. Fairy of a, is essentially like a tool for the twins to ride on, and not a lot else. It's a mode of transport that can shoot lasers, but is mostly just transport. Yeah, it's 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 an aeroplane. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't feel a lot for fairy. Uh, mummy, mum, mummy, Mothra. Uh, I feel a bit more for. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I, I think we're, I think, I think the thing I feel the most about here is Fairy gets a two, Mothra gets a three, and uh, uh, butterfly form Mothra Leo gets a four. Hmm. And a lot of that is like, I'm trying to think, like. You know, you know, Pokemon plushies. I do, I do actually. Um, I'm trying to think: would those be appealing if I didn't know about the things that they are? If I didn't mm. know that they were Pokemans? If I didn't already have an attachment? That um, I think boils down to how cute it looks. 
Yeah, and like Mothra Leo in both Grub and Butterfly form isn't maybe the best stuffed toy you could make, but you just get. It's certainly I, the one I just, that stands I love out them. The I love them so much. Hmm. Um. So I. I. Yeah. It's d- new ones for this episode. Mothra Leo Grub is a five star, both because it's a great character and because it's a genuinely. It, it it is that character for the biggest bits of character development in the film, and also it's just excellent for hugs in terms of physics, hug mm-hmm. physics. Um, Mothra Leo butterfly form because it could like cling onto you with its cute legs. Uh, it and and just generally looks cool with its face mask gets a four. Uh, the other Mothra, because I don't care as much about it, and because it looks slightly less cool, gets a three, and Death Ghidorah gets a two because it's kind of huggable, especially in vestigial wing mode. Uh, and Fairy also gets a two because it's kind of not particularly exciting as a stuffed toy because we see it as a stuffed toy, and it Fair doesn't enough. look particularly good for hugs. It's like a it's like a hand stroking toy, which I guess you could. You could be into. You'd, you'd be happy with a fairy Mothra, but it wouldn't be your preference. Yes, correct. Fair enough. Sorry um, about how indecisive and rambly that was. <laughs> I, I feel like we got to learn a lot about about the process. So so did I. Like I'm working this out <laughs> as I go along. Weird. That I I wouldn't say the same about this next segment. Oh yeah, uh, what's that? It's the uh, ranking of kaiju. <laughs> Um, so for the ranking, it, it is slightly different to the uh, the cuddle corner in that we are only ranking five versus six. Why is um, one of them not getting ranked? So my argument is that you had Mothra Leo twice, and I get why you would do that for a plush form because it has two states. But as far as the kaiju in this film, there are five kaiju. Mothra Leo just looks different for parts of it. That's fair. Um, so whilst ranking Moff Leo, it will be a combined Grub and and Moff form ranking. Yes. Okay. And, um, I, and I guess the fact that it can use the power of montage to change into a different form is important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to run down uh, the kind of pros and uh, and uh, cons of these monsters before getting onto the ranking just because there's five of them and this ranking is already long so we'll, in we'll retrospect get... that's how i should have done my segment as well <laughs> it's 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 all good we're learning <laughs> um so starting with old mama mothra um she can fire lightning from beneath of her wings and straight ahead as lasers which is cool mm-hmm. uh she's got are you sure Moth- it's lightning uh, so it's probably not actually lightning, but that is how I would describe the special effect. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it's more—it's like a laser beam, I guess. I, a I lot always of these thought are laser it, beams. I, I always thought it was like like the the stuff it drops with the glitter, right? Is that? Oh no, you're talking about that's the next one. Okay, yeah, yep, gotcha. Uh, so the the next one is is the moth dust. Yeah, uh, I have put in brackets. I don't know what this does, but it looks majestic as fuck. It's never clear. It it always seems to just make the the thing it's attacking flail about a bit. I yeah. always assumed it would be like a sleepy spore, but it doesn't seem to do that. Yeah, it's it's not it, it it's doing something, but we just don't know. 
I don't think it's ever been used to actually kill a thing. No. Um, it can use its antenna as whips, which we saw when <laughs> it stole the seal from Belvera. Um, it has strong legs, which it damaged Descudora with. Um, it's good at carrying grubs. Mm-hmm. It's not very waterproof, um, but it is a good mum. Yes. Uh, so that's Mofra. I'm going to skip over Mofra Leo because Mofra Leo's got a shitload of things to talk about, and I'm going <laughs> to skip to Defgadora. Um, so Defgadora, uh, I wrote eats trees, but to be fair, it just cares about like absorbing power or whatever, um, and doesn't really. So um, I disagree with that uh, because we learn in the backstory that it it it, it destroyed all life on Mars. Sure. Um, so I think that eating trees was just a way of it powering up before it destroyed all life on Earth. This is fair. Um, as far as the the film itself goes, it doesn't really... It does destroy like a fair bit of one forest, but that's kind of as much as it does. It's, it's, yeah. it's not around wrecking skyscrapers or pushing over the Tokyo Tower. No, and in fact, it could have been because it flew over Tokyo at one point, but didn't do anything with it. Yes, it flew over Tokyo to get to some trees rather than to actually fuck up Tokyo. Yep. Um, it has an assortment of ranged weaponry, including a flamethrower, some fireballs, and mouth lasers, which are apparently different from fireballs, but it has all three of these. <laughs> um, it can bite powerful enough to swing Mum Mofra around with, and it, like, and it can bite powerful person. enough to pierce Grub Mothra's skin. This is true. It it fucked up Grub Mofra Leo a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it did that cool thing where it split the earth and had it erupt with fire somehow. It only did it once, but I guess it's because it looked cool and was probably complicated to record. Um, and it had this. This is the thing we talked about when when Mofra landed on the back of it. I'm pretty sure Def Ghidorah attacked Mofra okay. with some kind of anti air eruption attack. I, it's hard to say what had actually happened there. Can we take a brief aside here to to point out that you've introduced the um <laughs> the the fantastic nickname Mumfra? Yeah, the, I, the only reason I haven't said Mumfra is because it sounds like something from the Adams family, which is kind <laughs> okay. of not what I'm going for. Fair enough. Mumra. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on to Garu Garu, which. Uh, to be fair, Garu Garu and Fairy Mothra are pretty similar. They Garu Garu has like a big mouth laser, whereas Fairy Mothra has like dual antenna lasers. Yes, one one thing that they communicate fairly well in the dogfight scene in the living room is that these two are pretty evenly matched. Yeah. Um, one weird thing is that Garu Garu does shoot a... Uh, like breaks a lot of things with its lasers, but couldn't really damage the kids there's a scene where the 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 young boy deflects or not deflects but like uh kind of blocks a fireball with his shoe and it doesn't really seem to do anything shoes are sturdy Um, yeah but it breaks like lights and other bits around the house otherwise could be could be to do with like conductiveness perhaps yeah maybe it's the like rubber soles or something yeah um, but that's that that happened. Um, mm-hmm. It took out a leg of a grand piano by flying into it. Correct. Uh, and it can lift a child via a bug net and drag the child and the mother when the mother grabs onto the child. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty strong. Even when its wings aren't like aren't exposed to proper air. Yeah, 
it, it's yeah. it yeah i don't really know how it managed to kind of I, generate I, I, momentum. I assume the same way that it is animated to begin with sure um and yeah back to fairy muffer it, it's about as strong but also gets kind of shriveled up by garu garu when it gets shot so yeah uh, doesn't seem to be as strong as garu garu in that department right now <laughs> now the muffer layer section oh boy um this is all stuff as a grub uh, to start with uh, it has its electric string shot which we saw when it first rocks up onto the uh death Ghidorah scene mm-hmm. uh it does have a tendency to get yeeted as a as a as a grub mm-hmm. uh it's squishy but it does survive getting gored twice uh by death Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. it's very waterproof unlike its mum it managed well, to go big we we don't know if it's still waterproof after transformation true this is fair. We did not get to see uh, moth form take a take a bath, um, but it, as a grub, it was very waterproof. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can shoot a laser out of its underside, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, we we did see it a few times. Yep, it rears back, did. shoots out of its chest, and it has active camo, which is cool. I think uh, I think it is implied that Mothra One also has active camo. We don't really see it. Though. Yeah, it it it's kind of it's it's at least hinted at in the way that Mothra does reappear at a point and is dying. able to hide. Yeah. Um. So Mothra Leo, the moth version, it has a triple rainbow laser that it can fire from its forehead in like a triangle formation. It's great. Yep. It's uh, very it Illuminati. Can, it can do that cool shit where two samurai go past each other and get damaged without drawing swords, except in the air. <laughs> Correct. Um, it can transform into hundreds of glowy moths that can damage Death Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does that Mortal Kombat-ass pillars of lightning thing, which it kind of did right off the bat when it when it rocked up as moth form, moth for Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it slammed into Death Ghidorah at a high speed. They kind of did. It was in part of that dogfighting part where they just flew at each other, and Death Ghidorah flew into a mountain because of it. And Mofrelea was absolutely fine. I'm I'm still confused about that sequence. They were they were moving at the same speed as each other. Yes, and I'm pretty sure that Mothra weighs less than Death Ghidorah. Yep. The only difference between them is that there was like a CG trail behind Mothra. Mm-hmm. Which I guess means that it was imbued with magic momentum. Yeah, it was some like Super Saiyan shit that we just couldn't see. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, it did this cool move where it did like an aerial corkscrew above Death Ghidorah that sent shockwaves down below to pummel it. Uh, it circled above Death Ghidorah, creating a light disc that fired lasers down at it. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, there was like more miscellaneous explosions, which could have been the moth dust, but again, it's hard to tell because there was so much fucking explosions and lasers going on at this point that it's really hard to track. And it also has that magic dust at the end, which makes plants grow in the oh, areas yeah. that were decimated by Death Ghidorah. That's not going to be necessarily super useful in a fight unless there's some really particular sort of circumstances. I will also point out that we have every reason to believe that it has infinitely more powers than this as well. Yeah, there's no reason for us to believe that this is it, the full extent of... This of is not Mothra even its Leia. final form. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I have seen something 
regarding one of the other Rebirth of Mothra films, and this is not even its final form. Okay, I guess in that case we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh-huh. We'll just have to deal with what we've got at the moment here. Yeah. yeah, so um, all that in mind, uh, I'm going to kind of mention where they are placed in the ranking. I would recommend you look. You go to thegloriablog.com and find the show notes for this episode and just look at the ranking because... I'm not going to go through all 16 and explain no. why, because we'll be here forever. I I do have one big like framing thing, which is how are you sure. going to f- how are you going to frame the kaiju versus the dai kaiju? Uh, so my kind of framing for a lot of this is would this would a mafra uh, would a mafra would a kaiju win in a fight against the one above it, regardless of its size and its abilities? So you are saying. Like, hey, if I pitted Fairy against Death Ghidorah one on one, yeah, Final Destination, no items at the yeah. sizes that they actually are. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, it's obviously there's going to be a big gap between like size differences and things, but I feel like that's that's the best yeah. way to go about this. No, I'm I'm with you on that. That is completely fair, and I'm very interested to see if anything joins Gadu Gadu and Fairy. <laughs> So, Garigaru and Fairy, I have not put at the bottom of the list. They are one from the bottom of the list. Oh? Um, below them is Meganulon from Rodan, which was that uh, big caterpillar that was like Larval Mothra, but bad. Um, It was only really seen eating humans underwater and not getting shot, but I believe that Garigaru and Fairy's lasers would make pretty short work of it. At the very least, they could escape pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, all they'd have to do is like float above it and fire yeah. lasers down, and yeah. there's not a lot that could happen. Yeah, um, I don't think Meganulon will always be at the bottom of this list, but for now it is. Fair enough. Uh, so Gary Garu also is above Fairy Mothra because I think we, it was demonstrated in this film that on a one-on-one situation, Gary Garu would come on out on top. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so they are the new fourteen and fifteen in this list. Uh, moving up, we then have Mama Mofra at number six, uh, underneath Godzilla, underneath Godzilla, but above Young Gary. Which Godzilla? Uh, uh, the only one that we've seen so far, which oh, is okay. the one from Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Right. Uh, which is, if you remember, it was the Godzilla that couldn't do too much other than throw rocks, but it uh, didn't take any damage, and it did see off King Ghidorah without much effort. So yes. Uh, an old Mothra doesn't seem like it would be too much of a fight if they uh, if they had to go at it. It can't fly, but Godzilla's got projectiles. So yep, and it can also launch itself. It didn't in that film, but I'm confident it can do it. Yeah. Um, Death Ghidorah, I've placed at number three, below Gamera and above King Ghidorah. Above um, King Ghidorah, interesting. Okay. And I, I should mention that it's above this King Ghidorah because this King Ghidorah is shit. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like hardy, but if you remember, like that King Ghidorah basically just participated in a tennis match with rocks and And then and then flew away in, in a in a hissy fit. Yeah, got thrown off of a cliff by Godzilla, but like still would have beaten Godzilla in a one on one, but and lost because it was Mofra and Rodan showing up as well, but still not that great anyway. Mm. So Death Ghidorah with its like fireballs, lasers, and ground splitting stuff, I, I think it would easily take on that version of King Ghidorah. Um and yeah, we have a new number one because Gamera oh. has been dethroned. 
Marfrileo. Marfrileo. So the the biggest kind of reasoning for Gamera being at the top for so long was mostly because Gamera was pretty much impervious to anything. Yeah. I have no reason to believe that there is something that Mofra Leo is capable of that could fuck Gamera up or at least get rid of it. <laughs> like Gamera was never that strong to begin with. It was more as in in terms of it damaging other things. It was things. just a tank. Yeah, it was it it just didn't take damage, but after seeing all of that shit that Mofra Leo pulled out of its ass in a span of like 10 minutes. Yeah, it was able to incapacitate Death Ghidorah. Yeah. Um, not kill Death it. Couldn't, but... Death Ghidorah couldn't do anything. And I, f- I yeah. believe that Leo could have killed Death Ghidorah. There's no reason to say it, it really needed to have yeah. it sealed up. But it's its troublemaking big sister, so it didn't. Yes. So, uh, bullshit, super-powered Mofra Leo is our new number one. Just we are... by virtue of being OP. OP is shit. Yep. Uh, but again, I... We we do not have like a good version of King Ghidorah or Godzilla on this list yet, so no. not not necessarily going to be at number one forever. But well, but for now it is. Uh, it is, I guess, in that case, t- time to look forward to what might dethrone it in the future. <laughs> uh, and uh, the 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 show we've picked for number. I'll I'll let you explain it because to be fair, you did pick the the next film uh i've got to find the spreadsheet then <laughs> leave this in uh-huh don't worry i will <laughs> i already closed it because i was done with my bit and i didn't want to spoil myself on what your rankings were gonna be fair enough um okay here we go here we go so we oh right um so i looked through the list that chris has prepared of um of of potential films that we're gonna watch which is just upsettingly long um and found one that had a name that was very interesting to me and Uh which had almost no information on its wikipedia article uh which uh feels like a good combination to me the film is named daigoro versus goliath or kaiji funsen daigoro taigoraisu it is uh 1972's finest um it is uh still a toho joint because of course it is mm-hmm. um but i don't know who daigoro is and i don't know who goliath is unless it's the biblical one um you've looked at the poster so you know something about who's in it i don't i know from the poster that we're in for a good time okay i know from the list of kaiju that appear in it that we're in for a very good time Oh boy, we may have a long, a long one next time then. Uh, so in the meantime, I guess you've got to go watch Diagonal versus God Goliath. Yep, our uh, episode seven. Look forward to it. You're going to put a link to it on archive.org in the description, right? Yep. If you want to watch this film, uh, there'll be a link to this one in this in in the uh, show notes for this episode. But if you want to watch Diagonal versus Goliath, then check it out on archive.org or, or look at the show notes and find a link to it there. As I well would as the ranking and everything else. I would strongly recommend watching Rebirth of Mothra. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to the other two films in that trilogy. Yeah, same. Um, just got to find a good time to do it because it feels like uh, feels like we can't jump into them super quickly as much nice. as we totally could if we felt like it. But I mean, we could just like community day and do do them every other month for a bit. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, Daigoro versus Goliath will be our film for December. We may have a bonus episode up for Christmas. I'm gonna knock on wood on that one. Yeah, we'll I hope we can. I hope we can find the time to do it. Yes, we uh, might. We might I, need to watch both both of the films on the same night or whatever. I, I think it would probably be for the best that we do um, because. It's uh, it'll be a good Christmas episode if we can pull it off. But, uh, no promises just yet. But, um, so look forward to episode seven, Daigoro vs Goliath, and uh, we'll see you there. Bye.